So wait, how is AVP not canon then? AVP cannot be canon. AVP. It's as easy as one, two, three. Do, re, mi, AVP. Aliens cannot exist in the ancient pyramid times if David created them in Alien Covenant. Also, we saw Lance Hendrickson. He dies in AVP. So it can't be. But I have a beard. <laughs> they just don't. Beards work. cannot grow in space, Mark. Yeah, it's one or the other. No, okay, you're, that's, that's point. I, I I can see that now, but Prometheus is canon in the Alien yes. universe, right? But okay. I think that's what John was saying. AVP might be canon in the Predators universe, and you know what? I'm willing to concede that. But yeah. I was just like, wait a minute, it's got to be because they said it was canon. Specifically. We've got a split canon going on now, here. Now, Prey did fucking retcon the stupid pistol thing, which I'm pissed about. But whatever. Yeah. How did Rick on it? Because in the original story, uh, basically, it's a like a um, a ship's captain that has it, and his crew mutinies, and a predator ends up like, and he has to fight off his crew because they go gold hungry. Now is that a comic? Well, that wasn't in the movies, was it? No, no. This is yeah. like this is like the 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 story behind it. This is in the comic. Like this has been mm-hmm. the, the accepted okay. lore forever. The predator recognizes like, holy shit, he's fighting off all these dudes. That dude's kind of badass. And then basically like helps him like survive the crew takes out the crew with them and stuff like that and helps us do live and he gives him the gun as a like a thank you yeah so that's how the predator like grayback has that this sounds like the star wars extended universe fight we're having some problems here <laughs> <laughs> so it actually takes place in 1715 so yeah. it's not like because the, the 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 little synopsis for prey it's like 300 years in the past and i was like that's only 18 something that's like right well it could still be the same pistol it could, except yeah. for the fact that except the story is that it was this dude's pistol and he gave it because that guy on the ship was Rafael Valencia or whatever. Yeah, I think it could still work. Yeah. It's messy, but it could okay, still look, work. We can get I'm some head cannon around I'm this. I'm willing to concede this one. I'm not saying, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be this stringent about the Predator canon because honestly, after two, I don't give two fucks. Let's rewind. Should we do an opening? Let's do an opening. <laughs> We've got one from one of our listeners, Chris. So we're doing all the Predators today. We're going outside of the box I was trying to think of a way to mash Predator and Retrospective, a retro Predator perspective, but I can't do it. Perspective. Grave Talk versus Predator Retrospective. I like it. Perspective. <laughs> a, a perspective. G- That's a word, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we could be GVPR, just G-V-P- like AVPR. Oh, Lord. Oh, Let's get to this question. Shit. All right. Coming from listener Chris, he liked the idea of Prey taking the Predator franchise into a different time period, a different setting, and he wanted to know what we could come up with in the same vein other horror properties, what would we do? Uh, one of his examples was the Hellraiser franchise set in the Egyptian times, and they find the cube. Wasn't that originally the, the canon for it? Wasn't the, the puzzle box first? Or was that guy just in the Middle East? No, yeah, he I think was it was just Middle East. Yeah, that was okay. World War One. Okay. Now, look, I am not a Hellraiser historian of any type, so don't come at me if... A Hellstorian, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> well, as a Hellstorian... Okay, what it, do you got? Uh, it was in World War One or Two, One of the World Wars, but it was not in ancient Egypt. I can tell you that. I All think right. it was one. I yeah. think you're right. I, I, I believe one. it was one. But that first. is an interesting idea. I think that would be a... That'd Very be cool. Good movie. Especially since like 80% of Hellraiser sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the franchise as a whole. Yeah, anyway. no, that is true. Yeah. Oh boy, let's see. I got one. Okay, go. I this will give you guys time to think. Okay. I, I'm I, racking I, my brain. Because you know we didn't do shit mm. planning beforehand. Yeah. The Terrifier set as a court jester in the medieval times. Love oh my it. god, that's amazing and <laughs> fucking terrible. Except Art the jester. It's the medieval times restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really set in the late 90s. Yeah. But you think it's set in the medieval times until you pan out and see some fat American asking for another grog of uh, beer exactly. or something. Exactly. <laughs> I think grog is what you drink. That's what, yeah, a beer. 
Oh, okay. A chalice. A chalice. A mug. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. okay. Anyway, I think that'd be fun. Love it. Um, let's see. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Yeah, that is really good. I can't, I can't lie. That one's awesome. Uh, how about Leprechaun in the Fury? Nope. Did they already did that? Uh, oh, Hellraiser in Spain. No. No, uh, did that. Jason goes to, damn. Leprechaun goes to hell. Oh, okay. I haven't done that yet. No, but they did do a Leprechaun in the past, but it was only for a split second where mm. that, that lady had to sneeze three times. Oh, oh shit. I forgot But what about if they that. actually did set one in like the potato famine of Ireland? Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Know? Real grim, dark. He caused the famine. I dig it. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm a huge fan. I think I've mentioned this before of that. I wish more horror movies were set in the West. So maybe like a, a, a more serious cowboy versus alien, a more serious take on that premise. Cause cowboys versus aliens. The movie is not very serious. Cowboys versus xenomorphs. Yeah. Something like that. Um, no. Or uh, <laughs> sort of I folk just, picturing I, I, a no, fucking xenomorph with a cowboy hat, and they do the like walking down the street ten paces. Yes, and howdy, partner. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, I think you could never put like an alien movie in the West like that, just for the fact that I mean, maybe a predator, but like never alien, because you just lose all that like creepy surrounding because everything's so spaced out. But again, I mean, unless he's next to you in the saloon and you just don't look over to your right. And it'd have to be clearly an offshoot because if Prometheus is true, the aliens aren't created true, until true. the late 21, 20 yeah. second but, century wow. or something. Thank do, you Prometheus do we know for being awesome. That the aliens don't have time travel capabilities. No, we don't. Oh. So, uh, Oh, I see what you're saying. They show up at Amityville and they, it's about time travel. Yes. <laughs> but no, it could be more like a predator, but that's sort of a cop out because that's basically prey, except in the West Coast instead of the East. But it could be like a rancher. You use the isolation, right? He's like way out far away from town and he's like buddies. In the are, West, no one can hear you scream. Yes. Done. Oh, mm, cattle. Uh, they're, beautiful. They're driving cattle, like a lonesome dove situation. And then their little individuals start disappearing, and then the survivors have to figure out what happened. Something like that. Now, I did kind of guide it into the xenomorph alien. Was that what you were going for? I didn't really have a creature. It could be, you know, Jason. The facehuggers could get all the cattle on the oh, drive, yeah. and then he's having to fight off xenomorph cattle. That would work, too. They, already had, a, they already had an alien bull in yeah. part three, though. Yeah. So there's already precedent for so it. So we know aliens can... Or ox or whatever Yeah. Wasn't there a dog, too, in yeah, three? Yeah. So we know aliens can get into animals. Mm -hmm. I, th I think that's it. I think the Xenomorph's the one. I didn't have a franchise in mind. I was I was racing. Well, but it's that or Mars Attacks. Like, those are the only two real yes. alien properties. Of course. <laughs> so I think that's what I'll go with. Okay. I think it works. Yeah. Basically, Hollywood, more Western horrors, please. More mm. wars. What, you could do Hellraiser in the West, too. Yeah, that's true. You could do Hellraiser anywhere, though. <laughs> right. Or Leprechaun in the West. That, okay, Gold Rush time, 1840s. Mm -hmm. That's that's a gimme. Guys, if they can put something in space, they can do anything with it. Okay? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, They've already met the high impossibility of space. Once we can you put hit it that bar, everything is feasible. Yeah. yeah. all you creatures from cyberspace thanks for joining us on another episode of the grave talk podcast my name is mark again joined with garrett and john fellas we're back man this is going to be a, a long one we did seven movies for one episode yeah no. i got the old bait and swished i was promised punk rocks and tits well that's coming that's next week 
<laughs> or not next week, <laughs> next be. episode. It next, better be. Yeah. Gentlemen, today we're here to talk about Predator. This was all spurred on by the new movie Prey, exclusive to Hulu, at least for the time being. Hey, did you guys get it? Predator and Prey? It's a play on words. Yeah. What? Yeah. We explained that last episode. To you, specifically. Uh, we may have. Yeah. Um, time so. and space are a fucking mystery to me now. It's all made up anyway, so... Well, what is y'all's um, history with the franchise, Predator? The year was 1963. Garrett had just discovered cinema. Well, no. you're older than I thought. <laughs> the, movie, the movie had not come out yet. I saw this movie by accident when my uncle was watching it, and I was terrified by a specific scene, and I did not want to watch it, and then it took me three years, and then I watched it after that. This was the first rated R movie I ever saw. Really? It's a good one. I went into, uh, I was six or seven, and I went over to my friend's house who invited me over, and his whole family was watching the movie, and they're like, sit down and watch this. And <laughs> Sit down, kid. My, my young mind had not wrapped my head around rated R films yet, and it was the part where Duke and everybody are getting slaughtered <laughs> in the forest, and I got up and left. I was like, I can't do this. Like me, it's like I gotta go, and I just left because <laughs> it was. I was like, blood killing what? And, and then I, your I friend's home. parents were like, we probably scarred the fuck out of that kid. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> um, of course, I'd come back and watch it years later, and I've loved it ever since. But yeah, that's it's got a special place in my heart as being the first rated R movie I ever saw. Okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, as with most movies, I don't know when I first saw this movie. It feels like I've always seen it. I've just always have seen I was born having seen Predator. Uh, this was definitely one of the first like adult movies that yeah. I was allowed to sit down and kind of watch. It, I feel like in the 90s, it was always on like TNT or something, you know, so I probably caught it there. TBS Superstation yeah. running this thing every other Thursday, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I probably watched it there. And then as I grew up, you know, I watched the unedited version. And it's a great, great, great movie. As for the rest of the franchise, I think I watched them once and then never watched them ever again until today. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, uh, that was kind of why I wanted to go back and watch every single one of them because I couldn't tell you when the last time I actually watched Predator. Yeah. But I've seen it a hundred times in my life, you know, but I was like, I got to see it again because some people are like, oh, you're doing Predator. Please tell me the first one still holds up. Spoilers. It fucking holds oh, up. Oh, yeah. Dude, if not the top three best action flicks ever fucking made. Hands down, straight into the action. Act no one, fluff. banger. Act two, banger. Act three, wait for it, fucking banger. Man. Best handshake that two men have ever done. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, I mean, I just, every time I see it, I'm just like, oh, that's amazing. Well, let me confess uh, the part that scared me as a kid that made right. me have to stop watching Predator because it was not when everyone was getting slaughtered. For some reason, that kind of stuff didn't really bother me as a child. Uh, it's when Mac turns around to Carl Weathers and is like, if you give up opposition again, I'll bleed you. When he said that, I had never heard a man talk to someone like that before. I was scared as fuck. I was like, that's a dude who will eat your face. <laughs> and I, I literally was like, uh-uh. Because I was like, I never want to run into a situation where someone talks to me the way he talked to Carl Weathers. Scared the hell out of me as a kid. And Garrett's been on his best behavior ever since. Yeah. <laughs> well, that well, didn't last long. <laughs> I mean, since I saw that guy shaving all the time, I thought that's what you had to do as an adult. So I've just been shaving for 30 years. With a knife. Uh, with a knife, naturally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you about when he like breaks the bick against the skin and it's bleeding. Yeah. Well, that yes, was improv. That, yeah. that was, that was actually, he was, he just started doing that as kind of as a thing and they're like, oh shit, we can make him bleed that way. I just mm. shave with whatever's around. So bicks, <laughs> knives, uh, spoons, forks, whatever. Pins, <laughs> pencils, watch, whatever yeah. he can find. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you shave your toes. Yeah, well, you know, I got hobbit feet, so. Yeah. Well, let's get into it then. I've got every Rotten Tomato score 
and most of the back God, of the I thought boxes. you were going to say syphilis. I was so worried for you for a oh, minute. Oh, no, I got that cleaned up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm better now. Come syphil with me. Come syphil with me. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, I never had it. shirt <laughs> Disclaimer, I never had syphilis. <laughs> but you tell us the score, and we'll tell you the movie. Ah, well, let's start out with another listener recommendation. Okay. Let's guess the last line of dialogue. Let's see if you can figure out which film it is. Got it. And I'll read you the last line of dialogue. That's my shitty predator noise. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, that was, no, was good. It's, I was like, is a predator in here? <laughs> Sounds like a vibrator that needs to be fixed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very familiar with that sound. Yeah, so. you are. <laughs> my man All John, right. fist bump it up. Bro- broken vibrators are my specialty, so. All right, Mr. Vibrator, here we go. <laughs> First line of dialogue. First or last? You said last just a second ago. First, last line of dialogue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guess the movie. You are one ugly motherfucker. I think that's the OG Predator? Maybe that's got to be the Predator. Locking in your answers? Yeah. Yeah. Wrong. What? Oh, all right. Well, at least five other movies, so. It's Alien versus Predator. Uh, Wait, did we say last or first? It's the last line. Last line. The first okay, movie. okay. That's got the it. last line because she goes and she gets accepted by the brown king. And they don't say a single word for 20 minutes of that Wait film. A Wait, oh, did okay. you say she gets accepted? Yes, she does. Yeah, she becomes- oh, my God. I forgot about that. I just hit my mic and I'm still like. <laughs> the predator <laughs> gives her like a brand yeah. of the symbol on her. Because- oh, shit. That's right. Because she, she becomes a. Pre- <laughs> because she killed a xenomorph and she proceeded through. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. She made it through the ritual. I forgot about AVP except for wearing the xenomorph head as a shield. Which is a great idea. And the queen running through Antarctica. Those are the only two things I remember. Well, let's let's compartmentalize that okay, for later because okay. we've got things to say okay. about AVP. Listeners, this is going to be a long one, by the way. Strap in. It's going to be awesome. Like 25 minutes or so. Second. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be breakneck <laughs> speed. We'd be speaking like the Micro Machines guy. These movies are awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Second movie, last line of dialogue. That's my new suit, Bubba. Hope they got it in a 42 long. Oh, that's Predators 2. Predator 2. No, you got to be more specific, my friend. The second Predator film. Okay, you, you, Predator 2. Yeah. You can't say it in plural because one of the movies is plural. Oh, all right. That's what I mean. You got to be specific. The second Predator. I'm going to say the Predator Gary got it right. Oh, fuck. Because I just watched Predator 2, and that is not the last one. I thought that was what, uh, was it Bill Paxton's character? He's dead, man. Mm. Oh, that is true. He dies in the middle of that movie, bro. All right. (laughs) All right, next film. Come on, come on, come on. Do it. This is as far as you go. No more. This is it. Fellowship of the Ring. (laughs) (laughs) That is. You shall not pass. That is Predator 1. Are you locking in Fellowship of the Ring? Yes. (laughs) Predator, (laughs) Fellowship of the Ring. Oh. Uh, no, I think it is Predator 1, yeah. Wrong. Damn. What? That is Prey. Now, technically, the last lines of dialogue no, is in the- Comanche, <laughs> but I can't speak it, and that'd be too easy if I said it's in Comanche. Oh, she, see, she I, didn't know we were counting the, oh, yeah. I didn't know if we were counting the Predator noise at the end of Prey. We're not ca- Human English dialogue is well, what we're going Well, this was not with. stipulated at the start, well, sir. I said dialogue. Clickety-click noises from a monster is not dialogue. But it Just because you don't understand it. Yeah, there is a translator in The Predator. Regardless, y'all are <laughs> 0 for 3. No, it's, I, got the, I got the last one. I got Predator. Okay, Garrett's, Garrett's winning here, three. yeah. All right, next movie. You ready? Ready. Don't worry, asshole. You'll get another chance. That's part two. That is Predator 2. That is a Danny Glover line, motherfucker. 
Oh, Garrett feels so strongly about this, and I have no idea. I've never idea. felt more strongly about Danny Glover in my life. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to concur. Never, never. Okay, it is Predator 2. Okay. That's correct. You got it. Next one, my God. Predators. Uh, no, Predators is... Predators' last line is like, let's find a way off this fucking planet or something like that. I'm going to say AVP 2. Incorrect. Oh, It is the original Predator. It's when they're on the chopper and they see the uh, oh the oh. pilot the bomb. Oh, yeah. And you know who says that? That's um, the guy who plays the Predator. That's the guy in the suit. The the black pilot in that helicopter oh. is actually the actor who was in the Predator suit for the whole movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. He got some skin time. I did a bunch of research on the movies <laughs> I actually watched. Well, good deal. Yeah. did zero uh, research on the ones I didn't. I got so much AVP and AVP <laughs> Requiem uh, information. Y'all are not even prepared. Well, let's finish this out. We got two movies to go. All right. Can't wait to get them wrong. This isn't for our world. Is it Miss Utani? Oh, that's got to be. That's an AVP. Oh, that's uh. Oh shit. That's no. two. AVP two. I think that's Predators. That is Alien versus Predator Requiem. Yeah. Waylon Utani, John. Yeah. Why did you think that'd be in Predators? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> These all run together. Which one? Uh, yeah, it all fucking blurs together, dude. Remember, Waylon Utani is an alien property. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm, that's right. Mm-hmm. All right, last one. Garrett pretty much nailed it, but I'll throw it out there. Anyway. Predators. I'm answering now. <laughs> now, let's find a way off this fucking planet. Yeah, that's yep. right. That's yep. right. All I right. thought I y'all four. would do better. I, I got four. Would, yeah, okay, no, Garrett did great. I, four out of what? Yeah, that's movies? a passing grade. Four out of seven. That's like a 60%. Yeah. All right. You know? yeah. Boom. All right. John, you should have watched those other movies. <laughs> I should have watched them closer. I did watch them. I'm going to the show, baby. Okay, we just kick it off with the original Predator. Actually, let's start with Prey. Okay. Prey was the most recent, and honestly, I'm going to say it, the second best movie in the whole goddamn franchise. I think I agree. As much as I love Predator 2, Prey was a amazing flick. I think I'm going to put it under Predator 2 for me. Now, if you'd asked me three days ago before I rewatched Predator 2, <laughs> I would have agreed with you. But fresh off of Predator 2 rewatch, ah, Danny Glover. I feel like Predator 2 has way more stuff you can sink your teeth into and be entertained yeah. as far as like just the spectacle of it. It's just so fun. Okay, also, we need to talk about how every one of these movies is an hour and 40 minutes long. Perfect. Prey is sitting at 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, and okay. it's the only one with the critics to break 90. And it's at a, a 76% as of today with the audience. What is the original Predator at? Original is at an eighty percent with the critics and an eighty-seven. See, that's with the baffling to me. I wonder if it's a if it's a time thing because this wasn't uh, you know they filmed it in Comanche also and it has representation and stuff like that. And it also we haven't seen a good Predator flick in so long. I wonder if this is doing better than the original because the first Predator is pretty much the same movie as this. Also, I mean, I think it's that came out in the eighties. This came out now, and I mean, critics back then were going to be harsher. It's the, the, I mean, the original Predator was like an Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie, right? It became this huge hit. But if you think about the run of movies my man was doing in the eighties, it was just another one of those. So true, true. The audience score is out of two hundred fifty thousand plus. So that probably is a cumulative over the years. I was just curious about that because I mean, again, I, I I really like Prey a lot. Um, but it just seems exceptionally high compared to the first one since they pretty much are the same premise. To be yeah. fair, the, the lead actress is amazing in this. Yeah. I don't know what her name is. 
I'm surprised I don't know names of actors and actresses. Um, I'm sure Mark man, will tell she us. She was fantastic in this. So this one was directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who also did 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is a very good film. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did an episode or two of Black Mirror and oh, okay. uh, The Boys. Oh. The Boys. My man's got some range. Yeah. And this one stars Amber Midthunder, Dakota Beavers, Michelle Thrush, Stormy Kip, Julian Black, Antelope, and Bennett Taylor. Um, so I, I, I really appreciate that they got some actual uh, Native American actors to portray these roles. And from what I've read, I think this might have been some of their first movies. Not uh, not our lead, but I think Dakota Beavers, this might have been his first film. Wow. And he plays the brother, which I thought he did a fantastic job. Oh, Excellent. he was like every character. Yeah, very good. Every character in the whole movie is that brother. But yeah, I was actually surprised at how much I liked this one. I... After the years of bad Predator film mm-hmm. or mediocre Predator film, to be more precise, and then the terrible 2018 film, I was just expecting nothing at all. Favorite moment, go. Uh, From- when Predator kicked the shit out of that grizzly bear. But okay. also the grizzly bear was holding its own for a while, so. Yep. Mark? Um, I'm probably going to say the last fight okay. with, with the brother on horseback. Oh, that was really good, mm-hmm. too. And him shooting the arrows around, the home-seeking uh, metal arrows. All right. Yeah. For me, uh, my favorite moment is when she's first like learning to use the axe on the rope and she's going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I was like, okay, that is just one of the coolest shots ever. But followed and tied closely with the predator holding a bear above him Uh. and having blood on. I was like, I wrote down blood predator in all caps. I was like, (laughs) that is the raddest fucking thing. That looks so good. No. Tremendous fight. Very Thank well God done. there was a beaver dam right there or else she would have been in real trouble. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Considering I was a CG bear, I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, all the animals, I believe, were CG in this. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the guy in a suit is going to fight a bear, so Can I assume that was the, 100% CG. Can we talk about the stupid fucking rattlesnake jump scare that yeah. got me to jump out of my chair when it popped up on screen? I was like, fuck! Uh, also, when they were running through that field. Oh, and he's leaving the blood trail behind yeah. him. I wrote that down too. Super oh, good. Oh my God. And the one guy's like, all right, I think I got him. And she sees the laser and he, she's like, no, he's got us and pff, blows his I also want to point out something that this movie does that so many movies that deal with uh, indigenous and native American people like never do at their campsite. There was brush all over the place. Like they were walking around brush. Like normally they just flatten the shooting like area, the, yeah. the, and then it's just like, it's all just like flat ground so they can like lay track or do whatever they need to. But there was tons of brush everywhere. I was like, wow, they are literally living in nature. That was a great, I don't know if that was on done on purpose or not, but that was a small detail that made me feel like they were part of this land as opposed to most other like, like dances with wolves and shit like that, where it's just like, you guys set up some teepees here, you know? Yeah. All and CG I apologize, brush. I apologize, <laughs> listeners, if we use any outdated terms. I'm not super up to date on them, but we'll do our best. So. All the brush was played by little people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. No, oh, this whole boy. movie was filmed on a soundstage. I just so. got done apologizing <laughs> if we say anything slightly offensive. Please don't ruin this, Mark. That's why I said it. <laughs> uh, this one was done on a $65 million budget. Wow. And um, do you well, think a lot of CG effect? Yeah, but it's, it looks really good for 65 million. I mean, yeah. this day and age, that's not really high budget. I mean, so I am yeah. curious and, and I didn't find an, an, an exact answer. Maybe, Garrett, you found something in your research. But why did this one premiere on Hulu? Was it because people didn't like the last one? 2018. I so. I mean, so this is the thing is the Predator franchise was massively like 
panned. Like it was not in a good place. We got this. This also has to do with um, you know streaming services being willing to pay for franchises and properties so they can lock them in their vault and basically be like it's ours. People will come for this. And good thing Hulu did because this is the highest grossing, most watched movie on Hulu ever. Like this That's is their awesome. this is their number one most watched film Biggest on their entire for yeah. the for the channel. And also, I think that this is just going to be a thing. I mean, it just was announced today that Halloween ends is going to be on Peacock same day as theaters. Yeah, hmm. so okay. I think this is just oh, the these new services, normal. Yeah, these services are. I mean, Shutter did it right. Pay for exclusivity for exclusivity. I think that's a word for a little while, and then have it like you know be unleashed on the public as is. But. I'm getting real tired of them like locking it behind their service because I, I opened up Hulu and I was like, I haven't opened up Hulu in forever because there's nothing on Hulu that I want to watch. Shadows. I stand by my statement. <laughs> <gasps> you don't watch what we do in the shadows? Oh, I, I actually just buy the series on iTunes. Oh. I get them as they come out. So yeah. I don't have to deal with commercials or little ad intros or anything oh. like that. So, But uh, no, good for Hulu for snagging this one because this was well done. And shout out to Hulu for uh, doing the Comanche dub. Yeah, that's pretty awesome of them. And they actually filmed the they filmed the scenes twice, and they tried to pick certain words that matched some of the lip movements and stuff, so it wasn't too off. But um, yeah, they they completely redid the movie with Comanche. The first watch that did confuse me a, a little bit because they're speaking in English, and then they start speaking Comanche, and I'm like, wait, are they speaking English then? Why are some lines in Comanche still? So there's a line where the brother yells something in Comanche at the predator when they're at the the campsite, and it turns invisible. And on the Comanche dub, the the English subtitle says, you cheater. Like, basically referring mm-hmm. to him as a, as a cheater for making himself invisible. Like, come out and fight me, like, in the open. I think that's what it said or something like that. And then um, mm. the English, it just has, it just he just yells in Comanche. I kind of wish more of that would have been subtitled then, because that would have been cool to see. Yeah. The Hunt for Red October. There's a, I love that. That they, was the best way to do speaking it. Speaking of which, they actually wrestled with that idea. They weren't oh. sure. They like, we don't know how to deal with the Hunt for Red October problem. And they thought love about it. doing it the same way where they had it start in Comanche yeah. and going to English. But they said they could never get it to feel right. Oh, so felt, felt totally fine. The Hunt for Red October. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the writers and the directors and stuff like that, or whoever struggled yeah. with actually making All that right. feel correct, and they they call it the Hunt for Red October problem. They, yeah, they nailed it there. Well, the director said he was inspired by Mad Max, Jaws, and some of the older action films of the 80s. No. Yeah. But uh, because of the success <laughs> Don't of... yeah me like that. <laughs> what about Predator? Well, you knowed me like that, so you get a yeah you know back. I mean, like, obviously, <laughs> this guy's inspired by, like, the classic yeah. action films. Right. Like, but to be movie. specific, Mad Max. What about... Were they inspired by Predator? I'm sorry. To be specific, <laughs> Fury Road. Fury Road. Because that one was more recent, and it showed that you could still do an 80s-style action film with a good story and characters... He actually went to them before Predator 2018 came out, The Predator, and was pitching this idea. So well, let's also talk about how this movie, this this idea for this movie might have been stolen from someone who made a fan film that was basically a, a Native American warrior like who had almost the same exact eye makeup and fought a Predator, and it was like a fan film, and that dude's like, I've never been contacted about this at all, and they kind of just seem to have maybe ripped off my idea. And oh. then the supposedly director and stuff are like, oh, we didn't know about it, you know, but I don't know. I believe that because, I mean, Predator goes back in time, has been like, it's for not, 25 yes. years, has been like, well, I want to see him in Rome. I want to see him here. I want to see him It's not an here. abstract concept, but at the same time with people seeing everything online, things going viral, especially in the fan communities of like, have you seen that Joker fan film? Almost everyone has, you know, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to call anybody a liar because people come up with the same ideas all the time. Yeah. And this is a very kind of like it's it's on the plate already. But yeah, that's kind of a little bit of a controversy. I wouldn't be surprised if this, this wasn't already a Predator comic somewhere. I do also just want to point out, like I said in our Nope episode, that the idea of Native Americans versus an alien race was done in the video game Prey. 
which came out in 06, mm. to 06, 07. So this idea is already out there. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't have gotten Predator 2 if it hadn't have been for the uh, comics. Um, right. Evidently, the, the Predator 1 came out and it didn't do as well as they wanted it to. And uh, they were like, let's do a Predator 2. And they were like, well, no. But they were doing a comics line. And um, it did so well. The comic books did so well that they were like, cool, let's do a movie. And that's why some of it's based off of the Concrete Jungle storyline so and stuff like that. But yeah. Well, let's talk about the design of the Predator. We've got a bigger than normal Predator versus the one in the original film, I'd say, right? And I know that there's some sort of Lord of the Predators where there's different hierarchy, different versions of the Predators. You've got bigger ones, different classes, perhaps. Was this the Predator where the big one came to take on the little one? Yeah. Yeah, so... But I think that was also in Predators, and I think it was in AVP as well, maybe to a degree, so... We've seen that multiple times throughout the franchise. Did anybody look up the different race and styles of the Predators? Because I forgot So it's not different races. It's just Mm -hmm. different clans and different factions. Okay. So as far as I could tell from my research, and again, nerds out there, prove me wrong, baby. They're they're the same race, but they have like different factions. It's like people, you know, we're all yeah. homo sapiens, but we have different, you know, looks and feels to us based off our where we are. And they're kind of nomadic. I, I'm going to say more like maybe like Vikings. So this is called the feral predator is what it's known as. Okay. Um, because of its, you know, look and its feel. And it is much more uh, technologically, um, what's the opposite of advanced? Devanced, unadvanced. There we go. I like devanced. Why not? <laughs> New word. Webster. We're Get putting it, it in. Uh, you know what would be cool is if predators got bigger the longer they were alive. So that's oh. because they're such a violent species, you'd know that the bigger predators are the most badass because they've lived long enough to get 11 feet well, tall. Well, that's or what whatever. predators kind of posits is they, they test each other. They fight. Yeah. They're the, only the strong survive type thing. So. But you're right. So it's, it's even it's like facial features are different where all the other predators kind of stuck to that same style. I mean, it still has the four mandibles yeah. that kind of poke out, but it looks very different. I had to look it up because I was like, I got to be crazy. But the skull that the feral predator is wearing in uh, Prey is actually one of the water dogs from Predators. Mm. So he Mm. got tested on that planet and may have gone straight to Earth at that point. So the dogs with all the tusks and bone things coming out of its head? That's one of those skulls. That's pretty cool. It gets domesticated in the Predator. No, it's not the same dog. Oh, different dog? Different dog. (sighs) Okay, we'll get it. Anyway, anyway. (laughs) So, Prey. Um, As we mentioned, we're not going to go beat for beat for these plots, but it is about a young Comanche girl who wants to become a, I guess, a warrior, right? Yeah, she wants to become a warrior of her tribe. And this is a pretty tried and true story, right? We see someone who is considered to be of a lower status in their society, and she wants to buck the trend, and she wants to be considered on equal with her male counterparts. Yeah, it's a right? very feminist story. Luckily, I think it's done well enough, and I and I believe that this girl would be able to ascend to this stature that War she gets chief. at the end. Right. Um, She's very, very crafty. She thinks about a situation and it's shown throughout the film that she thinks more than a lot of her male counterparts when they go on hunts. She's like, we're going to go track this, this lion, this mountain lion. And she's like, we'll get up in the trees. We'll do this and this. And they're like, that's not a hunt. And I love that in movies because when you're, when your main character has to think outside the box to be able to meet that base level that everyone else just takes for granted because that's the way society or a certain thing is done. I love when you make a character have to really kind of like think beyond that and become more 
to get leveled mm-hmm. with, you know, a status quo type thing, because you always get some of the coolest ingenuity and like thoughts and, and scripts when they do that kind of stuff. You're like, oh shit, that's rad. I didn't know they're going to do that. You know? I also like when characters have to approach things differently based on their strengths, right? Like she isn't as physically strong as these other hunters or whatever. So maybe she can't approach things as head on. So she's being like more tactical about it. And I, and you know, obviously that helps her a lot in the end, which I'm a huge fan of. I, I enjoyed her character a lot and how smart she was. So one of the things she designs in the movie is this tomahawk on a string. Is there bone on it though? Is there bone tomahawk? Bone tomahawk. It is. That's okay, it. Good. Here we, it is. This is your did. review. We this did is your bone review. tomahawk done. <laughs> this is your review of bone tomahawk. It took me a second to get there because I was stuttering over my words, but we got there. Right. We bone, followed you. Bone tomahawk on a string though. That's the sequel. So. <laughs> 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 I hate to say it, friends, but I don't think that would work the way she's using it in the movie. No, certainly not. Just the one like kind of criticism I have. She is flinging that thing back and forth, pulling it out like she's slicing butter. But when you're getting that thing chopped and stuck in trees, you got to get some real force that I don't think a string pull would do. It's a rope, but yes. Right. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Also, it'd fly back at her so dangerously, but... She's like Thor, man. Yeah, that's really what it felt like. I was like, this seems a little fantasy, but it didn't bother me considering the concept of an alien is coming to kill them all, so... It was the moment I was like, well, I don't know if it'll work like that. And then I saw her whip it into the tree, whip it to the other tree, whip it back in the other tree, and I was just like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, whatever (laughs) you do with this thing, I am on board for. Uh. So probably one of my favorite characters of the whole movie we haven't mentioned yet is the dog. Oh, when I saw that dog, I was like, if something happens to this dog, I will never forgive this movie. Yeah, I literally could, thought I was like, going with that easy route, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Better not introduce this dog to kill it. Yep, that's because that is cheap and unfair. <laughs> uh, but that dog was actually a rescue dog um, from Fulton County, Georgia. Um, and I liked seeing that the, 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 the shelter was like, Hey, we're so happy to see Coco's a famous, uh, uh you know, actor now. You know, so that was cool. That's really she awesome. Now I get a forever home and maybe she'll be in some more films. Yeah, I hope so. Pray too. Then pray harder. That dog. <laughs> <laughs> we got to pray just to make it today. Uh, yes. Um, well, the, when the, when the brother says that line is like, when you see that, that line, you say, this is it. This is as far as you go. And the moment he said that, all I could hear was Huey Lewis. If this is it, ooh, I was like, no, (laughs) please let me know. Um, but Garrett, you're right. The plot is more or less predator one, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's an individual versus the predator out in the wilderness. An individual realizing that if something's going to, if something's going to be able to, um, address this issue, it's going to be this person. And they kind of come to it by seeing, you know, what it does, you know, like how there is, honestly, you can't just run away from this problem. I mean, you technically could, but, um, that's not that character. And the same with Dutch in part one, you know, it's just, he's not the character to run away. And, um, I really loved her journey to like, kind of like, she always had that, like, like, I'm not, I can do it. I'm a toughie. You know, I was like, okay, I'm not so concerned about that, but her like really kind of convinced her brother, like, look, we, if we don't do something, what does it all mean? And I was like, yo, that's kind of cool. Which I was so happy that at least her brother had faith in her abilities from the beginning, which was so nice to see. It wasn't like her against the world. She did have an ally on her side as Mm -hmm. she went through this journey. And that actor so good. I hope he gets more roles. I would love to see that dude in more things because I think that's, um, Beavers. Yeah. Dakota Beavers. Dakota Beavers. So good. The interplay between those two characters was astounding. Yeah. They had great chemistry. Yeah. I'm also very happy that we did introduce that fur trapper element because I think the movie needed like another act, you know, yeah. to kind of bring it into a, a more interesting realm. It also needed some tossaway characters that could get wrecked. And that was such an amazing scene. <laughs> yeah. uh, but man, did they get fucked. 
Uh, we do have to mention, if you've never seen a Predator movie before, the Predators see in heat vision. One of the things the movie does is it shows that the Comanche civilization have some sort of medicine that lowers an individual's temperature to the point where they're not showing up on heat vision. That's yeah. a bit of a stretch for me there. Oh, it's totally a stretch. I mean, <laughs> not to jump too far ahead, but Mythbusters actually debunked the whole putting mud on you and blocking heat. Oh, really? Thing. Yeah, so... You'd heat the mud up in no time. Like. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it supposedly like slows your, slows your blood down to the point where you know you get cold because your blood's not pumping and stuff like that, and it's supposed to yeah. keep you from bleeding out and you stuff. You would die. Uh, I love the <laughs> fact that they wrote that in, though, because I was like, what a cool little like way to get around that aspect of it. And they built it up. It wasn't just out of the blue, right? There's one of their tribesmen who got injured from an attack from mm -hmm. a bear or a cat. But the setup is that like he's going to bleed out. She comes along and gives him some medicine that lowers his temperature. And then she's like, do you want him to be comfortable or do you want him to live? You know, so I was like, good. At least they're setting up what's going to happen later in the film. Yeah. Well, Naru, Naru and her mom talk about the, Naru's the, medicine. the main character. Yeah, Naru's the main okay, character. Cool. In the tent early on in the movie, she's like, like, how did you know about these? And she's like, you taught me, mom. So, because the mm. mom's disillusioned. The mom's like, oh, my girl's not behaving. She's going to buck the system. She's going to be a troublemaker. She wants to be a warrior and not know her place. And she's not shy about saying that to her either. So one of the things that I was confused at first was when I was like, French fur trappers, did they really jump in on the whole buffalo genocide too? No, no they did not. From my understanding of history, and this, I mean, I could be wrong well, about this. They're not killing buffalo, aren't they? No, oh, they, they, they did. Are. They yeah. skinned them all out in the That's fields. Right. Well, and in the you movie find the cigar did. of I the guy. Sure, but yeah. no Which I think is a nod to Dutch. Right. He was always smoking cigars. Yeah. But no, so the, the French fur trappers, I believe, they didn't do that. They didn't slaughter and leave the buffalo all over the place. But these guys are assholes. True. So, But it wasn't until like, like, a couple hundred years later when the, the, the Western expansion happened, that's when they were just basically slaughtering the leaving. Yeah, I didn't even know there were buffalo like in the eastern part of the U.S. Because they couldn't be that far west because they just didn't go that far west. Well, they could be like 17. Minnesota area. You yeah, know. but were there buffaloes there? Yeah. In Minnesota? I mean, right. maybe not like quite top of Minnesota, but like towards the bottom of the Plains area, yeah. Welcome to history talk. <laughs> Did the French go to the Great Plains in 1719? I'm sure they made it over to about Kansas, maybe. In North and South Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, I don't buy that. Hey, there was planes out there, bro. You don't get to decide who has planes and who doesn't. No, I'm, you know, I know planes are there. I don't so think they made my, it. From but. my basic research here, um, the, the Buffalo extinction didn't really start until the 1800s. And yeah, this movie was about 100 years before that. So um, no. And according to, let me see. All right. Somebody get Ken Burns on the phone. <laughs> Well, I'm yeah. checking. What do the goofs and IMDb say? Okay, that's what I need to know because oh. they know it all. From my understanding, they basically didn't just slaughter and leave. They actually like tried to use like every part of the buffalo because it was more of a survival and a like you know how we live type thing. Okay. Um, so this is historically inaccurate. Uh, maybe in this instance, yes. Right. Okay. Well, well we got to the bottom of that. If we're accepting a, uh, an axe on a rope, then I think we'll accept. The and if we're accepting an alien from space fighting Native Americans, then dot dot dot. Yes, I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, that is more or less this movie. I don't know if there's so anything the predator, else to touch on. Let's let's real quick touch on the end real quick. So the okay. predator basically is hunting his way through stuff because this is supposed to be the first time the predators come to Earth, supposedly, according to all the descriptions I read. So he's hunting different animals. He's identifying what are predators and what aren't, you know, like he fights a coyote. He fights a bear. You know, he wants the challenge. That's what they're there for. Eventually, uh, Naru is like, yo, her tribe keeps getting fucked up by this thing. And she's like, I'm gonna take it down. And they do. They fight the predator and she kills it. The brother does die. 
She uses our buddy Quicksand, although it's not technically Quicksand. It's a mud pit. <laughs> I was so happy to see that, though. I was like, shit, we've been talking about Quicksand. Glad to see it back. We need to have a Quicksand episode. Yeah, that talk about horrifying. No, yeah. we don't. Yeah, we uh, don't. I, I did like that she had to throw her axe multiple times. She wasn't just like the first time, got mm. it hooked and pulled out. I was like, yes, I knew she was not going to drown. Yeah, Do I you was... drown? Sure. Yeah, I don't know what other word you All would All the use, mud's but... going into your lungs. That's drowning, right? <laughs> yeah. But man, did I get PTSD from never ending story. Come on! Oh, our tax in the mud, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, that'd have been that. great if she had to like convince her dog not to be sad. The dog sinks right in front of her. <laughs> right. Oh boy. Cereal. Ah! <laughs> I would have cried like a baby again. Don't kill the animals. Truth. But she uses that mud pit to get the predator and uses his helmet tracking against him. That was a pretty cool thing. That the helmet is a very primitive version. It doesn't he doesn't have the uh, the laser gun like all the other predators in the other movies. Right. So he's just got like these like darts and the the laser sights just kind of control where the darts go. Kind of like Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy. I guess when it's out of range, it just goes forward because he was trying to blast her with them and he didn't know that the helmet was positioned where the dots were on him, right? Because he's pointing the, the, the arm, shoulder, like arrows yeah. at her head. And it zips around, comes around, and gets him right in the well, head. Well, I think, I think maybe out of range, yeah, they go straight, yeah. or the, the helmet's not well, that's active. that's what I was thinking. Maybe he thought the helmet was too far away for the guy. Or he didn't system. think that the helmet wasn't active. That was the weakest yeah. part of the movie. Honestly, like, that was far, the one I had to stretch so the most dumb. I was like, I don't know, but it looked cool. It did look cool, but the end, the very, very end part, like that, I was like, weak. You could have not thought of a better way to do this, but whatever. I loved this movie, though. Like, yes, the, I loved the it, The cinematography, too. some of the shots alone, I'd put as a poster. Like, there's so good but the beautifully shot the actors and actresses beautiful actors and actresses beautiful scenery beautiful cinematography incredible actions man mm. just really good it deserves the praise it's getting i agree to close the loop here according to imdb though very wrong on its indigenous history apparently the comanches lived in texas and new mexico and arizona not lush forests <laughs> <laughs> well woods, woods i wouldn't call them forests uh, and but, the french yeah. people never made it down to where they were so are you Comanche of the Minnesota Comanche? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like three recommendations for this one. Big time. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Go check it out. If you haven't seen it yet, it's free on Hulu. Um, well, if you pay for Hulu, of course. Right? Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. If you pay for Hulu, <laughs> it is free. <laughs> is this is the part where we talk about how I had to take a break from Predator movies at this point. I went and watched two episodes of Golden Girls. <laughs> I, you, I, did, I was watching The Predator. I stopped halfway and watched Lower Decks and then came back and finished it. <laughs> I did have to stop four or five Predator movies deep, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was like, I had enough of these quips. Pause. Well, let's just say you should not marathon the Predator films. I did no. so in nine days, and I don't recommend it. Yeah. But you know what, gentlemen? I did five in one night. That's too many. I did five in three days and was dying. On my Predator journey, I had a coming to Jesus moment with this franchise. As I stated, this was one of my favorite ones as a kid. My first rated R experience, but the Predators are like middle managements or Jimmy John's managers. They're not Predators. They're only as good as their tech, and as soon as the humans get their hands on the tech, it's fucking fair game. Every one of these Predators die in this movie. Yeah. Every single one of the movies, they die. Where is the film where they kick ass and prove to me that they're the badass warriors that they claim to be? AVP Requiem. 
Yeah. They <laughs> fuck those xenomorphs up. But I will say predators. Pr- uh, yeah, predator. Well, no, they lose there too, though. Well, they all lose. They lose in every movie. <laughs> they lose in their home base. Um, it's not about showing how cool the predators are. It's about showing how cool humans are. Well, I mean, that's basically it, right? Like I'm saying, once they're on an equal playing field and the humans have some of their tech, the predators fucking lose. I'm with. Look, it, to me, it's the same as the Klingon problem. They're supposed to be these honorable warriors. Then why do you have cloaks? How fucking uh, if you're a, you're just a sneaky little bastard and you kill people from the cloak so it seems unfair to me all these movies plots are just about the people getting hunted figuring out what the fuck is going on and getting on equal playing field well mark that's why we're the most dangerous game (laughs) (laughs) we should have done most dangerous game now let me ask you this question what is the predator tech they need to design to keep their asses from dying Oh, very easy. If I already you're, have an answer. Okay, good. Is it tech that if you're not a predator, the tech doesn't work? Yes, it's tech that we already have yeah. now. Fingerprint scanner, your face facial ID. recognition, <laughs> all that shit. Put in your tech predator. What are you doing? Very, very poor informational security there. Look, yeah. guys, you're missing it, all right? It's about being potentially vulnerable. It's about your, your prey having almost as much of a chance to kill you as you kill it. I don't buy that. There's nothing scarier than when you're out bow hunting and a bear knocks you down and then takes your bow and then pulls <laughs> It back and aims it at your head and says, stick around. I mean, that would be amazing. Number that one that happens so often yeah. when the deer get a hold of the rifles and go hunting for hunters. That's why you're supposed to make yourself as big as possible and be like, kill me, yeah. kill me now. Do it, do it now. <laughs> Regardless of that huge, huge flaw of the franchise, I still love it. I agreed. Here's a question for y'all. Now, of the Schwarzenegger action films, what's your favorite one? Eraser. Just kidding. <laughs> Nobody says a racer. <laughs> I was like, damn, <laughs> deep cut. Uh, it's got to be Predator or Commando. Predator or Commando. Okay. Those are mine. Oh, Terminator. I mean, Terminator. Terminator, Predator, Commando. That's <laughs> no, the that's, trilogy. That's even, <laughs> you can't pick three for one. I, I was going to give you two, but. Okay, Predator and Terminator. Okay. Uh, it's got to be Predator. I mean, I love Running Man, but Predator oh, is definitely too. a better film. I would go Terminator 2, Ugh. then maybe Conan. Then Predator. And to be clear, that's Conan 1, not 2. That movie was trash. <laughs> they got our Predator! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Conan versus Predator. Oh. Oh, yes. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> the Expendables versus Predator. Oh, well, the Expendables will win, so. All right, we're talking about the original now, right? Yeah, the OG. One. Let's talk about Betamaxes in the back of the box. I thought we were trying to pick up time here. Come on, I found a Betamax. Let me read it. We gotta do the back of the boxes. It'll save with some of the plot time, too. boy. A creature from another world. Wrong. No, go ahead. It is. No. (laughs) I thought he was from Detroit. And this time, Schwarzenegger is the prey. Arnold Schwarzenegger stars in this action-packed adventure story of fighting men pitted against an unseen enemy, a force more powerful than their fiercest weapons. Recruited by the CIA to rescue hostages held by guerrilla fighters in a Central American country, Schwarzenegger and his men encounter an enemy unimaginably more deadly than any on Earth because the Predator is not of this Earth. Can you hey, remember, thanks for clarifying. Remember that. when this came out and you had to tell people it's not a well, human beast? Twice, by the way. The very first sentence and the very <laughs> right. last. I thought he was from, from Detroit, you guys. Yeah. Detroit right. City. Packed with spectacular special effects and combat scenes of gut wrenching power, Predator is the most terrifying and most exciting Schwarzenegger movie yet at 107 minutes. Okay. Well, 
Is that part of it? The most exciting and terrifying Schwarzenegger film yet at 107 minutes. Schwarzenegger movie yet, period. 107 uh, minutes. I thought okay. they were really okay. cl- like. I thought they had that one sentence. I was like, yeah. wow. Way to just really like. Yeah. They, they, they were really catering to the John Exactly. Audience. They were qualifying their statements there. I want to just say that the sound effects and music of this film are so fucking good. Yeah. That like drunk Congo. Like kind of echoes through the jungle. I fucking love that. The march at yeah. the beginning when when Dutch is showing up. Oh my god! It, it dun da da dun. Yeah, it's action. all so fucking good, and it sets the mood right away. I also like how like the first half of this movie is just a bunch of people going into the jungle to rescue somebody. You have no idea. Like, mm-hmm. You've never seen this, mm-hmm. but it's about to take a fucking left turn on you. Right. And there's no fluff. No. It's like 20 minutes in. They're already in the fucking jungle going around looking for shit. My absolute favorite part of this movie is when they do get to the camp and they're like being all stealthy. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger just pushes a fucking car into the <laughs> camp. And it's like, all right, there goes stealth mode. Yeah, he, picks, he takes a truck off the yeah. blocks and it rolls in and explodes. And but that's, yeah. It's like me doing stealth gate, like missions on video games. It's just <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> and if you haven't seen Predator, just go watch Predator. I mean, the back of the box pretty much summed it up, but... This movie is stacked with action powerhouses. You got Carl Weathers. You got Jesse the Body Ventura. You got Arnold Schwarzenegger. You've got um, the guy that played Billy, which evidently the insurance companies would not cover this movie unless they hired a bodyguard for the guy who played Billy to protect him from beating other people up because he was known to have a short temper and get in fights. Like, they wouldn't insure the movie until they had a bodyguard to keep him from fucking with people. Wow. That's so different According from his character trivia, in the movie. According to the trivia, I was like, holy <laughs> shit. And evidently, he's supposed to have a big scene where he actually fights the Predator on that log. Oh, really? That's like one of my only downfalls of the movie is I wanted to see that. I kind of liked that it was off screen, but that would have been a rad fight. Yeah. I guess it, it, it makes him more menacing, like the Predator made short work of him. Oh, and he yeah. just screams off in the jungle. Yeah. But I, I mean, to that. be fair, the video I put out about us switching episodes was just going to be being my car cutting my chest with a knife and box like, cutter. Mm. But you want to talk a movie about a movie that came up with some of the best one-liners of eighties. Well, this is Schwarzenegger one Oh one in the eighties, man. You didn't make a movie without six or seven quality one-liners. Do it, do it now. Kill me now. Go to the chopper. You know, I, see, I wonder if those became one-liners because of the moment, but I think like stick around. That's such a good that's one. That's a one-liner. The yeah. do it, do it now is just get to the chopper. See, that's a memorable line, but that's not a one-liner. I ain't got time to bleed. That's a one-liner. Good one, mm. yeah. Yep. Delicious. Uh, you know, little, I wonder if Arnold knew when he said get to the chopper, they're going to put that in every Predator movie uh, until Prey, probably. You are one ugly motherfucker. Oh, another one that they say he over said, and over. Um, he said the get to the chopper is his favorite line. Like okay. His favorite like line that stuck around from all his movies. We've got a fairly big cast, right? We've got, what, about seven or eight soldiers that's going through the jungle. I believe they call it an ensemble. Ensemble. Yeah. (laughs) But they're all well-defined. Yes. At least for the most part. Maybe they're like one or two white guys at the end that kind of bleed together. (laughs) (laughs) One of them has glasses. One of them doesn't. What is there really to say about it? I mean, this is where we learn about the Predator for the first time. We see his tech. We learn he's he's got the heat-seeking vision in his helmet. He's invisible. Yeah. And what really makes this one still... Above being the original OG film that made this franchise, it's the one that really, for me, defines the Predator's fierceness because he's going up against an elite team of soldiers who are supposed to be the best of the fucking best, the creme of the creme. They rose to the top. You know what I mean? That's who they're fighting, and they're still getting their asses handed to them. We learn if it bleeds, they could kill it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is also said in Prey. 
which yeah. is kind of cool. Right. But for me, that's why this one is ratcheted up. This is like the top humanity has to offer, and the Predator is making short work of us. I concur. I mean, yeah, what we really need to go through the plot of Predator. Like, uh, no. everybody knows it. It's just an amazing film. It is such a fun watch. Like Mark said, it is nonstop. There's no, there's, you know, I'm always like, movies are too long, but not this one. There's no fat in this movie to cut. Like, every scene is awesome. Carl Weathers and Dutch, like, their interactions together are oh, fantastic. So, I guess the least believable part is that Carl Weathers is like a desk jockey because he's like just as swole as <laughs> right. Arnold. And I'm supposed to believe yeah. this guy spends all day behind his desk <laughs> and he turns out to be kind of the guy that tricked the whole team out there in the first place yeah he and left he him was, out there on a false pretense to go save some people right like yeah. they were captured by drug lords or whatever they were, they were looking for information about an invasion but he lies about a rescue mission to get dutch's team out there and um i but, guess overall it's still it ages fairly well but there still is there's a bit of chauvinism in here you know, just like this macho oh, feeling yeah. to it. You know Dude, what I mean? But that was the whole point of this movie. Absolutely. Arnold yeah. basically said that when they were casting this, he's like, I want bigger people. Like, he's like, they, we need to be so big and imposing that people just know that we're unstoppable. Right. So some crazy tidbits that I found out while researching this, because you guys said that JVCD, Jean-Claude Van Damme, was originally yes. the guy in the costume for the Predator. And I had no fucking clue about this. So I went on this mad tear of like researching stuff. That's how I found out about Sonny Landham needed a bodyguard or else they wouldn't insure the yeah. movie. But J- Jean-Claude, I think he was too hot, right? He's like, oh, I'm a he little bitch. Too it's too whiny. He was complaining <laughs> about it a lot. And he says that the suit looked unrealistic and stuff like that. Because originally the suit looked like a giant insect yeah. instead of the way it was supposed to. Thank God they changed that. He's like, this... I couldn't do any splits in this suit. So <laughs> the suit weighed over 200 pounds. Damn. And that dude was like seven two inside of it. Oof. The uh, the helicopter pilot. Um, right. I don't remember the guy's bit, name. That's a tall dude. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, everyone got sick on set. Everyone had like diarrhea and shit because they were filming in Mexico and stuff. Except for like a couple people. Uh, the director broke his hand and didn't tell anybody. Or broke his wrist and didn't tell Whoa. anybody. You know that line stick around. Mm-hmm. So they actually had that uh, machete custom made, but it was too heavy. And so he did that line stick around and left the machete to get rid of it in the plot. So they didn't have to carry it around. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was just too, it was too like unwieldy to like, you know, use and stuff like that. The original character was supposed to be Native American. Oh. And it was rewritten. So we could have had Prey before we had Prey. Imagine if it wasn't rewritten, but they still cast Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh my God. That would have been such an 80s thing to do. And we do need to point out, dude, that, that the director of this film, this dude is John McTiernan. Mm-hmm. Listen to this guy's run of films back to back. You okay. ready? Taboo. Taboo 2. Ta- oh, those are all porns. Mannequin 3. The search for more mannequin. No. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait, is there a mannequin 3? Because I've lived my whole life and not known this. <laughs> There's not. I made it up. Okay. Predator. Die Hard. The Hunt for Red October. Medicine Man. Last Action Hero. Die Hard with a Vengeance, and then we get the Thomas Crown Affair. <laughs> Whoa, what a shift. He's yeah. like, I'm tired of guns. Good movie, actually. It? Yeah, great movie, but... That's a good, like, run, man. Yeah. And Die Hard 2, that was fine. And right? Die Hard with a Vengeance? That's three. Oh, three, I actually like three. One three is my Sam favorite. Jackson, yeah, man. man. Three's three is great. Favorite. This is the quintessential, if not, like, top three action films ever made. Hard to go wrong. Yeah. 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 But uh, they eventually did a two. They did. And Arnold did not want to come back. Which sucks. 
as a kid, you know, there's no internet. There's like, how do you get your news as a child? You don't have access to magazines. Your parents aren't getting you issues of Starlog. Stick stickly mostly. (laughs) This was before that, John. This is 1980s. I'm actually glad we didn't get Arnold and Predator 2. I I did not want to see Arnold and Predator 2. If you asked you in 1980, you would absolutely say, where the fuck is Arnold Schwarzenegger? Agreed. I'm going to lie. You're going to lie. I know you are. I would. No, I'm just kidding. No, I really, I'm not, I was not a huge Arnold fan when I was a kid though. Believe it or not, I, I didn't really care for Arnold Schwarzenegger. He didn't really do anything for me. You were a Stallone guy, weren't you? I did like Stallone more. See, I, I was like an Rocky. Arnold guy. I was an Arnold See, guy. Throw Stallone Rocky. in the trash. It's all about my big man from... <laughs> my big man from Brussels. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know if he's from Brussels. Stallone. Let's see. What, I mean, what was he doing this time? I guess Rockies, but it would have been like Rockies. Rocky Six, well, which is the worst Rocky. Supposedly the rumor is, is that's how Predator got created, is that someone made a joke that the only person Rocky had left to fight was E.T. And oh. so Someone basically ran with that idea and supposedly came up with the idea for Predator. All right, that's dope. Yeah, so, so Stallone. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what's being reported. Or was that Cliffhanger where he's a mountain rescuer? That'd be a few oh, years yeah. later. That was the early 90s, yeah. yeah. What was the late 80s Stallone doing? What was that comedy one? It's like, Tango oh, and Cash, baby. No. Uh, <laughs> Stop or my mom will shoot. I think that might be it. No, that was not an 80s. No, that was no. 90s. Tango and Cash was 89. Okay. Rocky 5 was 1990. Mm-hmm. Rambo 3, 1988. Oh, that Rambo's was a year 3. After this. He was definitely doing Rambos. Rambo's 3 is the Rambo's. Rambo 3, worst one. Over the top, same year as Predator. Yes. Cobra, <laughs> the year before he did Cobra. Uh, that was after Rocky Four. And though. you like this guy more than Rhinestone Swartz- with Dolly Parton? That's the one I was thinking of. Fucking Drinkenstein? Whew. Yeah. Meanwhile, Schwarzenegger, Terminator, Predator, Commando, Terminator 2. Yeah, yeah. But no Arnold, no Stallone in Predator 2. Who did we get? You're getting too old for this shit. Danny motherfucking Glover. Now, this yeah. is fresh off a lethal weapon. Yes, it is. And if you notice, a lot of his squad is the same squad that worked with uh, Murtaugh and Riggs in uh, Lethal Weapon. Let me tell you what scared me the most about this movie. Papa Chongo. Now that AKA I'm King in my mid-30s, I'm like, he is not too old for that shit. He's like my <laughs> age. <laughs> I am just the right age yeah. for that shit. What the hell is happening? <laughs> We're not too old for this shit. We're not, not too, too old, old for this Say shit. like you believe it. We're not too old for this shit. Yeah. He's ready to retire at 40? I mean, I am too, but... Uh, it was just better pensions back yeah. then for cops, you know what I mean? As a kid, I thought he was very old. Now, uh, no, he is not. I will say this about 80s cops, though. They got paid by the bullet, fired. Absolutely. Okay? And the price of cars did not matter. Yeah. You could fuck up a car on every single mission you went out on, and it didn't matter. That's true. Well, this one's at a 32% with the critics and 44% with the audience. Wow, that's, that's way right. lower. <laughs> no, that's time, about right, dude. I, I guess I was oblivious to the hate of this movie, because when it came out, I fucking loved it. I mean, I'd been waiting for Predator 2 for so long. My neighbors had the Predator 2 poster up that, like, diagrammed all his new gear he was getting, the smart discs, like, all that shit. Like, we were stoked on that movie because the Predator is just such a cool design of a creature. The suit is rad, you know, that Mm -hmm. the, the mandible face that we mentioned at the top. Like, it's just a great design for a monster. What year did this come out? This was 1990. This movie might be the first time I ever saw tits in a movie. I can't remember for positive, but I, I clearly remember that scene where the crack dealer mm-hmm. is like banging out that girl mm-hmm. and me going like, hold up, wait a minute. I think something's going on. <laughs> <laughs> that was your awakening. That huh? was that was definitely that and Van Halen videos were definitely like some of the things yeah. that like really was like, oh, wait a minute. You were hot for teacher. Oh, without a fucking <laughs> doubt, dude. So what is the premise of this one? Someone listened to Guns N' Roses and was like, 
jungle, baby, in no. the city. No, yeah. it was based off Concrete Jungle, the uh, the the comic book that they did. Um, the Predator, because of the crazy L.A. gang violence and stuff like that, is attracted to L.A. And then it's hunting like the most dangerous prey in um, which is I think the movie takes place in 1997. Right. It's, it's supposed, supposed to be to- in the future. And that's what was confusing at first for me, because the gang violence in this film is ratcheted up almost to like the warrior Robocop level. level. Yes. Yeah, Robocop. Right. There's the mi- unbelievable levels. The early 90s really thought gang warfare was just going to overrun the country by by like 1997. There are so many movies where that is like the premise. Valid concern. Uh, you Demolition never know. Man. There's oh, a yeah. Sylvester movie. Uh, that was way in the future, but yes. It was same like 93. Oh, oh God, you're right. So, but yeah, same era where it's like the, no, I'm saying in the movie, it took way more in the future. Oh, yes. well yeah, eventually, but it, yeah. it whatever. It doesn't no, different podcasts. It. <laughs> uh, it, it starts, I think in like 97, 98, then he gets cryogenically oh, frozen right, right. to the future. No, you're correct. Uh, but they're like in the nineties, gangs are going to run America. This whole place is going to fall apart. Uh, oh, escape from LA. Yep. Uh, so let's just list all of the movies about gangs. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so interesting premise uh, turned out wrong. Yeah. So basically, the predator's attracted to LA because of the sheer violence. He's hunting and the uh, heat. The heat, it's which like, they it, do mention, but honestly, some of the movies kind of eventually abandon that. So yeah, who knows? This one though, I think what I liked is it. I mean, it just looked one really hot, and I think they slightly overexposed everything to make it look like brighter and hotter and oh, grosser. They sprayed, either they either sprayed everyone's stuff or they were legitimately that sweat. But everyone, like when Bill Paxton shows up, I forgot he was in this for a while. Oh, he, when he shows up and he's sweating through his three-piece yes. suit and it's like massive burgundy sweat stains, I was like, bro. I never remember he's in this. And to be quite frank with you, like every time I think about this movie, I forget about the first half of the movie. Like for me, the movie starts whenever like he's already chasing them through the subway. Oh, uh, see, you know I, I remember mean? the first part more than I remember the second part. More. Really? Or like they're trying to figure out what's happening. Mm. And, the, yeah. the street fight, the part where they, the, um, the crack guy gets basically kidnapped by the uh the voodoo gang and then like when they skin them and then when they're fighting and like that's all the stuff i remember more than like i forgot about the subway scene no it's so good though if you started the movie at the uh meat packing place with gary Busey, that's where my memory starts the last 20 minutes i know i know but that's all i remember (laughs) gary Busey, superstar in this film first movie back after his almost near fatal car or bike motorcycle accident well glad to hear that this is what he picked because he brought 125 percent to this film and i was there for it little tidbit did you guys know that Bill Paxton and Lance Henriksen were the only people to ever be killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a Predator? I did know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, then fine. Shut the fuck yeah. up, John. I'm telling Mark. <laughs> oh, yeah. AVP. I was like, what did Lance Henriksen yeah, get Yeah, that killed? was in my AVP <laughs> trivia. He's number two. Right on. The tagline for this movie is, he's in town with a few days to kill. <laughs> It's the stupidest what? tagline. I love it. I <laughs> love it. Poster. I was like, what the hell is this nonsense? It's perfect. He lost his luggage. It's just been a terrible trip for this. So guy. yeah, the hunter, the, the, the predator is basically, they call him the urban hunter. I believe in this one is his nickname. And, um, he is tracking stuff down and Danny Glover being super cop that he is, he catches the predator's eye. And so the predator is kind of slowly working his way through these toughies, but he's always got an eye on, you know, Danny Glover's like, this might be the one. And uh, yeah, Danny Glover kind of catches on once the FBI comes in like, this is our operation. He's like, what the hell y'all doing? 
eventually you find out that Gary Busey's character works for this group called OEW or something like their OED or something like that. They're like the black ops group for the government. Or yeah. And like that. they, they realize that he's an, it's an alien and they're like, we're going to capture it. And so, yeah. And then Danny Glover kind of gets mixed up in that and yada, yada, yada. Everyone gets it's killed so, until it's yeah. a showdown between the predator and uh, Danny Glover. And Danny Glover actually kills the predator with his uh, disc, which we get a bunch of new predator weapons in this movie. We get the retractable spear. We the, get the, uh, the the razor disc, we get smart the net. disc, the smart disc. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. Okay, but he, he does. But he ends up in the Predator spaceship. You can't skip that. Part. No, no, I haven't gotten there. Oh, I, okay. I just stopped talking about the weapons, dude. Uh, that that net is the coolest. So thing. good. When they first introduced that, I was like, "What? Yes, that's amazing." Uh, also, and Danny Glover works for the police, as we mentioned, which is like straight out of Last Action Hero, cliche cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So great. No one tells off a commanding officer like Danny Glover. Can we all agree yeah. on this? But he's all. But he also is a command. Poor Danny Glover is like middle management because he. <laughs> also is because he's like this the speech i got one you better listen he's so fucking mad yeah. this whole fucking movie he's just like at a 10 yeah so bill paxton's like a new cop who's like and he's like why are you here nobody wants to come here so why do you want he's like i just want to do good he's like liar <laughs> he's like the leon kennedy of uh, la yeah. yeah do you guys think them translating and moving the predator from the jungle to the urban setting was successful. Yes. Yes. But only because this was such a like over the top urban setting, like where there was all this yeah, almost latent a- violence everywhere. Well, like, it's supposed to be eighties New York, but then they moved it to LA due to budget budgetary reasons. Mm. So they shot in LA instead of New York. Yeah. I think it worked really well, but yes, to your point, John, it only works because it is so exaggerated though. Yeah. Yeah, if it was standard, you know, late 80s town without all the violence going on, it would have just been like, what okay. What if the Predator's just sitting on a bench with a little, like, scanner who's like, copy that. We got to break in at 216, 410. He's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Where's the good stuff? And by the way, that opening fucking gunfight is great. So great. Holy moly, there's a lot of bullets. Yeah, and then, like, uh, Danny Glover comes, though, and he's like, just runs through all this hail of bullets. And they're like, there's like 50 guys in that building. He's like, I got it. And he's like, I'm just going to go on my own he's like we're waiting for the SWAT team he's like fuck SWAT and I loved it compared to his lethal weapon role of like we gotta be more cautious what do we do and think about our safety and this he's just like I'm gonna take on 70 dudes with a bullet and And it's like what not a gun just a bullet yeah I'll push it into all their heads (laughs) he tied a string to it and throws it (laughs) (laughs) that would be a pow 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 headshot Well, as they uncover that there's something else going on other than just gang warfare, they make their way, or Danny Glover makes his way underneath the subway, mm-hmm. and he finds the alien ship, the Predator ship's just down there chilling. Yeah. And uh, within, we get our first Easter egg that made every single viewer lose their minds as there was an alien xenomorph skull on the wall of trophies on the yep. Predator ship. Now, did this predate the comic book AVP? Yeah. Yes, it did. This, this I believe, was the first to. nod to it. Yeah. Gotcha. And it was, a really, it was in there only to be just like an Easter egg fun, like yeah, not never, to spin off this whole yeah. universe. But, but hey. the fans went fucking ape shit. Yeah. Like that became the only, like after this movie, they didn't make a Predator film, I think for almost 20 years. Uh, yeah. Would have, you said this 1990? So it would have yeah. been 14 years because 2004 yeah, it was, it was is when AVP came out. It was crazy long time. The studio didn't want to make another Predator film because Predator 2 had been so bad. Um, but instead they were trying to focus on AVP, but it got caught in like production hell for years and years and years and eventually dropped. Well, yeah. they had to make alien four with like 
bionic clone Sigourney Weaver. They couldn't. They didn't have time to fight predators. Okay, <laughs> we've got alien resurrection to make. That's All right, we're was. busy here. But like I said, every predator is outwitted with its own tech, and Danny Glover's smart disc cuts off its arm, chases it back to his ship, and proceeds to kick the fuck out of him. You know, what we have not mentioned yet though. The predator has glowing green glow stick blood. Right. We yeah, should have mentioned that. It is so fucking cool. Because like in the jungle, you've got the green lush jungle, and then you've got like this neon green splatter all over stuff. And man, the, the Predator blood is so iconic. It is really good. Very good idea. Whoever made that, you're going in the Hall of Heroes. Well, it was supposed to be orange originally, and yeah. they ended up switching it, and uh, it was glow sticks mixed with KY jelly. Okay. Way now better. we know how to make our own. Yeah. So I don't recommend <laughs> that for any sexual exploits. I believe the stuff inside glow sticks is very toxic. So yeah, keep gloves. it out of your orifices, please. Please do not use glowing lube. It may be toxic. Or do. There's probably, you know, stuff you can use. Go oh to your boy. local oh adult boy. shop. And We're getting sued at some point here. Well, don't use glow sticks, but go to your local porn star and it, you know, bring up uh, broken vibrators and glowing lube. They, they know what's Just up. Just go to John in the back. He's got like a little glass on. He's like, I'll fix your vibrator and give you glowing lube. What do you need? So back to Predator 2. <laughs> back the, to Danny Glover and lube. The, he cuts off his arm as the alien Predator is trying to detonate his wristband like in part one. Yes. You see the timer ticking down. The alien's like, you're fucked now, my man. But nope, chops it off and we continue back to the Predator ship. Which is a small nuclear explosion when it actually goes off. And this so. is confirmed because Gary Busey's character says that Dutch was being treated for radiation sickness. And Dutch was the character from the first one. Right. And that's why they could, and then they lost him after that. He escaped yeah. the hospital. But yeah, he got irradiated by the first Predator explosion. So yeah, Danny Glover's about to have LA small nuked you know, <laughs> but he stopped uh, it. He stops it. Yeah. Why would getting, why would being disconnected stop it? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, I don't think, it, maybe, finished. I don't think you have to finish punching all the buttons. Well, no, it was going, man. Yeah. It was deep, oh, was deep, it? deep, 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 chop. Yeah. Maybe it's like your fingerprint thing. Maybe it only works <laughs> when it's connected to the, maybe the predator life force is the battery of the wristband. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to go like with cutting that. The green you got to believe in that nuclear yeah. explosion. Right. <laughs> yeah, that movie would have been so much better if he cut it off and it blew up anyway. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then all these people in the apartments are all radiated, yeah. you know, but it, it, it all culminates in this final sequence in the Predator ship where Danny Glover overtakes and kills the Predator, takes that smart disc and jams it straight into his chest and there's green glowing blood everywhere. Predator falls down to the ground and then out of the shadows come like seven more Predator. The first time we've ever seen this many on screen. It's like a squad of Predators. Yeah, all looking. A tribe, if you will. Yeah. Right? All the armor looks cool. They're all differently designed. <laughs> and they basically pick up their dead colleague, go back to the Jimmy Johns and. and uh, what is your obsession with Jimmy Johns this episode? <laughs> I think he's hungry. I get uh, it. You want a fucking payroll that we don't know about? Hello, Jimmy Johns. Jimmy John's here. What took you so long? Jimmy John, freaky fast delivery. Anyway, they throw him the, the musket or the pirate gun, as Garrett was saying, that says the date, 1715. And the realization the first time you see is like, oh, fuck, they've been coming here forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a, a big moment. Big time. Keys, Gary Busey's character, gets killed in a fight as they're trying to capture mm-hmm. the Predator. And one of his like subordinates is like, damn it, you blew this operation. We almost had him. And then Danny Glover was like, don't worry, you'll get another chance. And so that's my terrible Danny Glover impression, but I love it. So gotta okay. love Danny Glover. He's so good. And that guy was played by a Baldwin. That's Adam Baldwin. Is it really a Baldwin oh. who says that? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. First time I saw him in this movie, he'd later go and be in Firefly and a bunch of other stuff. Okay. I don't know what character it is because I never watched The 
predator. But supposedly um, in the movie, Keys' kid, basically Gary Busey's kid, is running the secret organization in The Predator. Hmm. So that's a, a The guy who's running it is black in The Predator. Well, whoever it is, basically <laughs> Keys' kid yeah. like is like with o- O-W-E-D or whatever in The Predator movie. Like he's with the okay. government organization or whatever. Ties that don't need to be there. No, I know, but you know, whatever. <laughs> what a movie. He narrowly gets out of the ship as it blasts off and he's covered in ash and it's a great final yeah. scene. This movie doesn't deserve the hatred that it got. Do you think it meant to be as ridiculous as it is? Like, is this intentional camp? Because the thing is, no. every option where they had to take a reasonable choice or a crazy fucking choice, they ratcheted that shit up to 11. That's just what the 80s did, man, <laughs> or early 90s when this came like, out. Bill Paxton's character, there's no reason for him to be the way that he is. I think he's trying to relate back to Shane Black's character in Predator, but mm. it's like, all right, take that character, turn it up to 11, and... He was a caricature. Yes. Bill Paxton <laughs> is a caricature of real human beings. No person <laughs> on Earth would ever be like him. No. no. I mean, it was very much Hicks, not Hicks, um... Game over, man. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. He's just he, in the 80s. That was his thing. Late 80s. He always early makes 90s. his name up. What is his name in Aliens? Uh, Not Hicks. Um, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know. Corporal Numbnuts. Are you guys ready for some <laughs> Predator 2 trivia, real quick, that I found out? All right. Lay it on us. All right. Evidently, Patrick Swayze was approached to star in the film, but was unable to because he injured himself in Roadhouse. Mm. Oh, I so, hope he would have been Bill Paxton's character. No, he would have been <laughs> Danny Glover's character. I'm glad he wasn't in it. Same. Me too. Uh, evidently, some of the Predator sounds in this movie were recycled from the movie's Tremors. I'm into it. They stole some of the sounds of the Tremors in uh, that movie and put it as the Predator noises. Okay. Good. So Predator, Park Graboid. <laughs> predator versus Graboid. I love the it. The spear was stolen after production and it was never found. They actually did a whole uh, like uh, insurance claim for it. Oh, mm. man. So if whoever's out there got that spear, congrats. It's probably on eBay <laughs> They're looking now. for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the Predators at the final scene were played by L.A. Lakers at the time because they needed tall people to be in the suits. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Magic Johnson? I don't know if it was Magic Johnson. It was, it, I, trust me, I when I found that out, I deep dived to see if I could find out which, which players was a Predator. I mean, yeah. It's probably in the credits. Predators will be a good basketball team name. Yeah. I think there's a hockey team called the Predators. The Miami Predators. Yes. I think so. Okay. But so, anyway, uh, different sports. If you want to see a totally different <laughs> sport, they got you covered. Yeah. I don't think this movie was meant to be over the top. Now, Paxton's character, yes, he just played it that way. But I think they just thought this was just par for the course for early 90s action. Wow. Because think about all the other shit was coming out. This is very on the level. The way that they, the news portrayed violence in the 80s was like, this is just the trajectory. In 1997, there will be voodoo gangs <laughs> running the streets. King yeah. Willie, baby. Well, we didn't even get to the voodoo and the predator has to like, he's like, trying to cast a spell this movie man i love it's so i i love it because it is so ridiculous and it's and but it's played serious that's yes. the beauty of it it's like it's like voodoo gangs and actually the voodoo gang was based off a haitian gang that um pretty much ran kansas city and was in new york in the late 80s like they were huge so this was like directly re- like wild inspired by that game is there a riff tracks or predators too no, uh, it's not plural. We're Predator too. Yeah, that would be amazing. So. I would love if we had Predators too. That would be a shit movie. Oh, yeah, so it would bad. be. All right. Well, let's let's just say, listeners, you got three recommendations. If you hung this one out to dry back in the day, give it a rewatch. Trust us, you're not going to have a bad time with it. It's a it's a solid film. Yep. Agreed. Bullets, monsters, tits, voodoo gang members. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Mm-hmm. This there. would be our last entry in the official Predators franchise for. 
what did 14 you say? Years. 14 years. Yeah. Which when they'd come in a form of a versus film, I'm assuming thanks to Freddy versus Jason. Uh, they don't, I don't know why. They didn't really say. So what I know is Paul W.S. Anderson, who directed- Famously did Resident Evil. Yeah. Famously did Mortal Kombat. So, you know, we know it's going to be good. Uh, <laughs> just walked in and verbally pitched this and said, hey, Alien versus Predator. And in the room- it was greenlit. They're like, yes, let's do that. Go, go, and go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, uh, like nine studio execs came in their pants the moment they said that. They're like, two established franchises, how could we lose? Which, which here's some bad news, though. Totally cock-blocked another movie that they were going to make, which was going to have... Mac and Me versus E.T. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> Would have been great, but no, they were going to make a new Predator film uh, with Ridley Scott and James Cameron. Whoa. Oh, get fucked. And... Fuck you, Paul S. Anderson. Uh, and when they heard of this, Sorry, no, it was gonna be a new alien film. They backed out and were like, fuck that. We you're gonna you're gonna ruin the franchise if you make this film. Uh we could have had Prometheus. Yeah, basically. God damn. Uh, with they even had uh Sigourney Weaver signed up, but all three of them oh. dropped it. Um they respectively heard of this crossover as they both disliked the idea, dismissing it as franchise milking. These yes. two just lost a full point in my uh, book, dude, for this. I'm not even kidding. No, That's no. a pregnant cow who has seen so much milking. <laughs> when, I don't know if cows have to be pregnant to milk or not. When Scott no. was asked oh. about his... God, I know nothing about cows. Yeah. They just, yeah. The others only work if there's a baby calf inside. Look, I didn't want to make a lactation porn reference. Okay, guys, come on. Uh, when Scott was asked about his opinion of the movie, he said that he uh, had to make sure to not damage his very nice relationship with 20th Century Fox. Uh, but James Cameron, on the other hand, admitted that he enjoyed it despite his initial reservations and placed it third Wait, on his favorite. Wait, the guy who made Avatar and eventually Avatar 2 and 3 and 4 liked this shitty idea? Uh, no. He placed it third on his favorite alien movies. What other garbage has Cameron done? Out of how many? Five? Well, how many aliens would have been at the time? This one would through four in this one, right? Yeah. Oh. So no, well, then both our AVPs would have been out by then. Yeah. So, okay, oh. out of six. Out of six, which so is halfway. Ugh. He put this one over Alien Three. Well, it doesn't say. Just it didn't say what one and two would be. Oh no! I'm sure they're all out of order. <laughs> <laughs> he just said this Fuck is you, James Cameron. This is third in his. Uh, he puts his third on his favorite films, Alien films. Ugh, wow. Well. All right. Well, let's get into the rest of these shitty Predator films. Game over, man. It's game over. AVP. Alien versus Wait, Predator. Was that the next one in the franchise? Yeah. yeah. The next one out. No, I thought Predator. No, no. We, that's 2010, dude. This is 2003. Oh. It goes this, Requiem, then Predators. Oh, no. We would go for 20 years without a proper Predator sequel, and then we'd get these versus films instead. All right, let's burn through this bullshit. So, John, after rewatching AVP, mm -hmm. I have not seen it since the theater okay. in 2003, which I loathed it. The theater? It gains a little more. All right, there but we it's, go. It's still a two-star movie. All right. Out of five. This has a shockingly lack of blood, violence, and rated R-ness because it's PG-13. Yeah, that's its big mark against it, and we'll get to Requiem here shortly, but they then they try to swing the complete other direction for Requiem. And then turn all the lights off yeah, and fuck film that fucking so movie. Now, let me, let we'll me, get to that. If but. I remember correctly, let me, let me take a stab at this plot because I have not seen this since it came out. I don't, want, I don't even think I saw it at the theater when it first came out on video. There's an Antarctic team a la the thing and they are researching something and they find the pyramid and then they unleash a xenomorph and evidently the xenomorphs are being raised in the pyramid 
to be hunted by the predators every hundred years or some shit like that. He's not far off. No. Okay. Here, let me tell you. Well, you got a back of the box? I do. Let Read me it. tell you what the rental My only bad. back of the box says. I think you're pretty cl- pretty much word for word what you said. So. Okay. Rental exclusive? Rental exclusive, my oh. man. The iconic monsters from two of the scariest film franchises ever battle each other on Earth for the first time. Ooh. The discovery of an ancient pyramid buried in Antarctica sends a team of scientists and adventurers to the frozen continent. Thank God. <laughs> Are you a scientist or an adventurer? <laughs> Please stand in the correct line. Uh, there they make an even more terrifying discovery. Two alien races engaged in the ultimate battle. What? Yeah. Oh, they, they made that happen. Yeah, they did. It was kind of their fault. Uh, and then the tagline, no matter who wins, we lose. Yeah. That was actually a good tagline. Yeah, I'm good not going to lie. That's a really good tagline. Uh, we're sitting at 22% with the critics. And thir- Correct. Yeah. And 39% with the audience. So where are my 39%ers at? Um- <laughs> <laughs> the old 39. <laughs> yeah. That's what we call ourselves. <laughs> right. All right, John, you rewatched this one? I sure did. And you still, where, where are you putting it? Um, In I'm the gonna, trash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put it fourth. Fourth. On the, on the Predator list. I'm a, yeah, so uh, Predator 1, Predator 2, Prey. Those two kind of switch back and forth, admittedly. Can, very, very close. You, yeah. uh, and then this. You're not going to believe this, but I would swap it for AVPR. What? I think Requiem's a better movie. <gasps> what? Okay, read the back of the box for Requiem, because I have no idea what Requiem is about. I gotcha. Let's just, let's just burn through both these at the same time. All right, back of the box for Requiem. So... Requiem comes in 12% with the critics. <laughs> Where's my 12%ers at? 30% with the audience, so a little bit better. All right, back of the... This is a DVD because they had stopped making VHS tapes by the time Requiem came out. I can never hear DVD without hearing the stupid, like, Zoolander DVD meaning It's like, thank you for purchasing this Divida. <laughs> <laughs> Zoolander, a better film. A better? <laughs> a better film than AVP2. Yeah. Uh, Packed with adrenaline-pumping action and heart-stopping suspense, this spectacular sequel escalates the war between sci-fi's scariest movie icons. It's like the same thing as the other one. It's escalated now. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) On Earth, everyone can hear you scream. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's an extra point. You got it right there, dude. That's beautiful. (laughs) Especially when a horrifying Predalien crash lands near a small Colorado town, killing everyone in encounters and producing countless alien offspring with terrifying efficiency. When a lone predator arrives to quote-unquote clean up, it is in quotes in the back of the box, uh, the infestation, it's an all-out battle to the death with no rules, no mercy, and hundreds of innocent people caught in the crossfire. As the creature carnage continues, a handful of human survivors attempt a daring escape, but the U.S. government may be hatching a deadly plan of its own. No mercy, huh? Dot, dot, dot. We do not train to be merciful here. Mercy is for the weak. So these films are directly tied via plot. Yeah, the, one takes the ADP, place. Uh, ending events lead straight into the second one. I think Requiem. They're supposed to take place like in the same week, right? But um, one's in Antarctica and one's in Colorado. Well, the so at the end of AVP, the uh, the predators fly off and they mm-hmm. go on their ship and they recovered a dead predator and inside of it is a chest burster. Oh, okay. It pops out and makes a Predalien, which is a Predator-Alien hybrid. Okay, I forgot about that. Fucks mm. all the other predators, crashes their ship. 
And they're like, uh, so then that sets off an alarm in Predator HQ, and another Predator has to come check it out. Um, Tom, what's up, Bill? We got another one, man. Yeah. I'm at the Colorado. Jimmy John's doing my second <laughs> shift of the day, and you want me to go to Earth? <laughs> it's like, it's always fucking Earth, man. Predators um, are the same as Jimmy John managers. Clearly. Uh, so then he has to come back and try to clean up this fucking disaster zone uh, that is that is... The Predalien's handiwork. So let's say, are we uh, fully on board for the idea of AVP-1, this underground pyramid that is a training grounds of sorts where these predators come to basically... It's a ritual. It's a uh, it's like a, a coming of age ritual for the predator. Right. It's almost like prey, where for the tribe of the Comanches, yes. you got to go make a kill, then you ascend to warrior status. Except this is what the, the planet in Predators is, though. Well, that plant didn't exist yet. So they just reuse this plot for that plot. I think right. it did. And that's a, that's a game. They said they've been coming here for a long time. Well, no, but it didn't exist in like real <laughs> means life. means in writing. Like a, oh, yeah. Oh, in someone's brain. Okay. Yeah. Right, so yeah, this yeah. was first, and this Got was it. their first stab at, okay, the predator needs to like go through a ritual to become a predator. Otherwise, you're just like a JV And I like predator. that idea. I do like the idea of having to prove yourself before you become a warrior. And right. since the Otherwise, aliens, you're just a line cook. Right. Uh, at Jimmy John's. Mm. And this is Xenomorphs. <laughs> Jimmy John's have line cooks. Someone's oh got to make the sandwich. Someone at Jimmy John's, get at us. Hello, Jimmy John's. Uh, so we need a feed mark, number one. And number two, we got some questions about your operations. I legit have not eaten today. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> starving. So the Xenomorphs are so badass, I guess that's the creature that they use to prove themselves. Right? You either die or you uh, kill a Xenomorph. And if they fuck up and they can't kill the Xenomorph, they just blow up the whole thing and start over. Um, Which is, then why would they just blow up Earth when the xenomorph no, they thing just blow gets up out of Antarctica? No, but I'm saying like once it <laughs> once it breaks free, adios South Pole, and becomes like the predator like alien thing, the predalien. Yeah, and um, like why don't they just be like, all right, fuck Earth, boom, nuke it from orbit. Okay, well, do you you want to know my second uh, knock against this movie? Yes, it's I do. A's being PG thirteen for a franchise that has been Wait, rated PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, the first. How are you gonna is, put yeah. both of them together and not make exactly. that shit an R? I think that was a terrible mistake. I'm with okay. you on that. That's, okay, but they get it's a. I mean, it's a hard PG thirteen because there's a lot of cre. What there's a lot of creature on creature violence. What they don't have is creature on human violence because it's. Well, PG-13. it's like video games. If you want to avoid an M rating, you can't kill other humans. But yes. You kill robots all day. So long. that's what happens in this movie, and that is a knock against it. You don't see very many humans die in a very satisfying way. I remember the main character, the lady, being really cool, though. She's badass. Well, here's okay. here's what I'm going to say. I think all the human characters are uninteresting and not fleshed out, and they're all just kind of paint by numbers. Well, I mean, a lot of them are there just to die, so they can get it down to the two, the lady and the Italian guy. Uh, the rest of them are, oh, and Lance Hendrickson, uh, who plays uh, Waylon. Waylon, yes. Um, a dying Waylon. And this brings me to my third criticism, is the the reason for Wayland going on this expedition when he's about to die doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because he's just, like, "This is my last hurrah." Yeah. No, I get to it. Go if you're die in a in a fucking predator well, tomb. He doesn't think he's gonna get killed by a fucking predator. <laughs> All right, that's not what he's thinking. But I get it. His his point is right because the lady, I can't remember her name. But, uh, look, she's a lady. My point is, is he's on ground level with the intro troops, like the people that are going and in, in investigating day one. Remember Prometheus? He was. 
tucked away on the ship yeah. while they went and did all the heavy lifting, well, and then he would walk this in. Is Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos is taking their fucking sorry ass to space, all yeah. right? They've been on the ground level. If you've got enough money, you're going to do whatever the fuck you want to do, and if so he wants to go toe-to-toe with an alien species in an underground Antarctic fucking pyramid, then by God, let the man... If the man wants to call himself Muhammad Ali, let the man call himself Muhammad Ali. What you're seeing is a little character trait called hubris. <laughs> all right? Thank you for summing it up so much better right. than I did, uh, John. So you're saying he's Captain Kirking this shit and going out with the red shirts only to realize that he is wearing a red shirt. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when he got down there and he was getting fucked by a predator, he was like, this is a bad decision. <laughs> and this was rated PG-13, huh? Proper fuck? Yeah, oh, man, he gets fucked good. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like, don't turn your back on me. And the predator's like, oh, fine. And he just blows him the up. the same thing. Right. <laughs> Which that was a nice scene. I did like the predator lifts up Wayland and like does a scan and sees his lungs are all fucking trash. Yeah. And he goes to leave him alone. He's like, you know, I'm Wayland. <laughs> and like tries to kill the predator. He's like, motherfucker. It just stabs him in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> I would love if it turned around. I was like, motherfucker. That's pretty yeah. much what, I mean, it was a really good scene. Um, I was going to say, like I said, on rewatch, I like it a little more than I did like expectations set properly. You know, that's always a thing going yes. into these movies. Now also maybe I might hold a special place in my heart for this movie. Cause I mean, 2004, I would have been just turned 18 or depending on when this movie came out, you know? So I was like prime age to watch this stupid ass movie and be like, all right, this isn't so bad. True. See, I did. I was never excited about this movie because a, at this point I was already very, I was very aware of like milking franchises and stuff like that. And I was so like, oh, this is not going to be good. I was very cynical back then about these kind of things. But then I also remember I never was super into the Predator lore. I mean, I love Predator 1. Remember seeing Predator 2, but I was never like, like, oh my God, Predators, I'm so excited. There just wasn't much there, though, for and Predator then, yeah. Alien, like, I was always, I loved Alien, but like, I was always like, I want more backstory. And that's why I love Prometheus and Covenant and stuff like that. Well, parts of Covenant. This movie didn't seem like it was going to have any of that to me, though. It seemed like it was just going to be like a, a Freddy versus Jason, like, you get a hit, now you get a hit, now you get a hit. Which and is I was totally like, how I this fucking care. movie ends, dude. I know. They're both beating each other out in the snow, and then one stabs one, and the other stabs one, and they both fucking die. Well, I'm so tired of this. <laughs> King Kong versus Godzilla. I mean, yeah, he technically beat him momentarily, but no one ever fucking wins or loses. The next movie, the King Kong Godzilla, they team up to fight something. Right, the new one they're filming right now. Yeah, they're well, going to high-five each other, and it's like, the boys are back in town. I'm in for it. Yeah. For the most part, <laughs> if though. If it's a buddy cop flick, I'm in. Yeah, it's Rampage. They find a fucking giant wolf <laughs> that joins the team. <laughs> for the most part, the aliens do whip the shit out of the predators in this movie. I remember though. them overrunning that, that yeah. pyramid. The Aztec pyramids. Yes. The xenomorphs are very crafty and smart yeah. in this one. Now, to just to kind of set it up, right? Wayland gets this expedition. They all enter Antarctica in this like broken down village that's all frozen, and they enter into a tunnel that's kind of swooped down into revealing this giant ziggurat under the ice. When they enter the ziggurat, they trigger the traps. The ziggurat shuts itself off. And the rest of the movie is like all these people trying to survive as the entire temple shifts and moves labyrinthian rooms around. A la cube. Yeah. Very much like cube. I don't remember that at all. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's not as bad as it sounds. They're like trap doors open up. People fall down and break their legs and the aliens are closing in on them to get them. I love that it's physical alien 
yeah. s- uh, suits and costumes. It's original, so, so it's, it's not pra- practical effects. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. They're so they all look great. About that, inside the middle of the ziggurat, they've got an alien queen chained up, making it produce I eggs remember and that, things like that. Because it breaks loose and it ends up yeah. on top of it's the, a the super ice. cute queen. It's huge. Yeah, yeah it's, it's massive. massive. And there is a sacrificial room that has these spots for human beings to lay, and these eggs open up and impregnate these people that were sacrificed. Now say it again slowly. No. Sacrificed. <laughs> and there's a bunch of hieroglyphics on the wall. You see the predators, you see the aliens, and you know this has been around forever. And that's ultimately why AVP cannot be canon in the aliens universe. Correct. That is true. So, because um, that's what I thought when Prey happened. I was like, well, wait a minute. Haven't they been coming here long enough to like put something under Antarctica? Prey doesn't contradict this movie. No, but, well, sort of. Because there's I no mean, way the Comanche are going to no know about Antarctica. Could, there's no way this could have happened without us like being like, yo, they're digging up Antarctica. Well, let me just say that there's another scene in another movie we haven't talked about yet that connect these two yes. to the franchise. Okay, all right. Unfortunately, I would like to say 2018, The Predator, is not canon. <laughs> yeah, I will put something. this one in first. Um, so like we said, ultimately what happens is as the survivors are trying to fend off not only alien xenomorphs, but also the predators, the main gal who's running around she's like a survivalist, right? Yeah. She's like an ice climber, a mountaineer. She's an adventurer. But Wayland, the back of the she's box. Stallone's ex-wife from Cliffhanger. <laughs> Pretty much. But Waylon has to woo her in. Like she's not in for this. And then well, they yeah. get her to come in. And, Cause and she's like, this is a stupid idea. There's no way y'all could be prepared to make this. Like go through this uh, mission in one day. Y'all are crazy. I'm out of here. I'm not going to get you killed. And that's before we know about aliens from outer right. space. She's just like, this is like the most harshest environment on Earth. What are you doing? And you're like 97 years old. And, <laughs> and so then they play on her. They're like, oh, okay, well, we got this other guy who's, who's like, that guy, he's brand new. He's only got three seasons on the ice. He's, he's like, a lion cook at the fucking Jimmy yes. John's. Don't get that guy. That guy, he's never even seen ice before. <laughs> <laughs> so she, they're yeah, like, well, they're like, well, that's why you should come because yeah. without you, we're going to die and she's like fuck fine all right let's go yeah she's like you got me there all right i don't know why they'd be a motivator for anybody it's like if you don't go all these people are going to die due to their incompetence and be like i want nothing to do with this yeah. then i want it's obviously going to be someone that's going to die from incompetence and it ain't going to be on my watch but after all of them start getting picked off one by one inside the tomb the pyramid she teams up with a predator Right. She yes. she finds a, a little sarcophagus that has predator tech that I guess when the predators show up to do their um, challenge of becoming a warrior, they, load they up. get to put on the shoulder cannons. They get to get their gear. But the humans stole it before the predators show up. And there's actually a scene of three predators going, oh, fuck, they took our guns. <laughs> so they raced towards Antarctica. And when they show up, she presents the gun and makes a truce with one of the predators. It's all right. He just wants his machete back. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> the, all of this came from the first Alien versus Predator comic. Yes. Uh, so this is all comic lore that they just moved into the movie. So at some point, they're battling out the aliens, and they haul out one of the xenomorph heads, and she starts using it as a shield. And that was a big sticking point for me back in the day. You can't put your arm inside you that thing. You would have acid all over you. Yeah. She drained it, though. Oh, yeah. Mm. He's going to drain it out in about five seconds. But I did super love the scene where the predator's trying to communicate to the woman, like, check this out. Like, takes the tail of the alien and cuts it and drips alien acid blood on top of the xenomorph head, and it doesn't melt it. And she's like, aha, acid shield. Yeah. 
Which yeah. is, I mean, I think the premise is fine. One that we know about acid, it does not splatter in any form or fashion when it hits something. But I guess inside of the it's xenomorph, a cool theory. Don't get me wrong. I, inside I the love, xenomorph, yeah. right? It's going to be protective against That's its own the plan. blood. Yes. Yeah. So don't I think it's I great. love the imagery of her wearing that that xenomorph head as a shield on her arm. That was really cool. It is a neat look. Yeah. And he takes the tail of the xenomorph and ties it to a stick Makes and gives a her a spear. Well, after they battle the alien queen in AVP, because it gets loose and they mm-hmm. start fighting, uh, they both kill each other. The, the last predator and the queen stab each other to death and they both die. And then the predators show up in the biggest, most gargantuan <laughs> predator huge. ship I've ever seen. And there's like 80 predators that come out of cloak <laughs> and they walk up and they see the mark that the woman, the human woman has been given by the predator is yeah. accepting her in the clan. You are a warrior. He gave that mm-hmm. to her before he died. Actually, when he gave her the shield and the spear. Yeah. When they became best buds. Yeah. They're like, all right, yeah. this is, I give all my best friends a little face scar. Yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah. West side, you know, exactly. it was like a gang, a gang symbol. So now she's pred life and she's good to go. Uh, <laughs> so they see her and they're like, cool, bro. And what does he give her? He gives her this amazing <laughs> spear. Yeah. Like, so she's gifted alien tech, which, which I is guess is what like, shows up in the movie that shall not be named. Well, not quite. Not No, it's, it's not, not that, that one. one. It's her alien-tipped spear is on display. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. There's so many spears in this There's movie. too many. Too many spears. But anyway, that's that's what happens, and they take the, the, the dead predator with them back on their ship. Not unbeknownst to them, somehow, there's a fucking alien predalien baby inside yeah. of it. Now, in the AVP universe... The chestburster gestation period is about 37 seconds. Right. It's way too fucking so fast. So fast, um, which comes into play also in Requiem. And and then, yeah, a little Predalien pops out, looks around, and is like, oh, I got Hello, a- my baby. Hello, yeah, my baby. Pretty honey. much, right? Just like Spaceballs. And then AVP, that's the end. Fade the black, credits, Requiem's opens with the little chest alien looking around, and then we see the spaceship crash. So, huge issue. Yeah. The Predator spaceship that landed at the end of APP is so much bigger than the one that crash lands in the beginning of Requiem. Yeah, well, that's because they couldn't have a moon crash land in the <laughs> Earth. Um, so I guess it's like an escape pod that had the Predalien on it? Oh, yeah, okay, let's say that's what it was. That makes much more... Which means then orbiting Earth is a spaceship filled with Predaliens. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so here's why I like AVP Requiem more than I like that one. AVPR is the first time we actually get to see Planet Predator and a lot of the Predator stuff going on outside of their singular hunts. That's true. Like they're up in their ships. Idea. It's amazing, dude. No, it looks bad. I'm, I, I'm sure it, it might cool. be. I hate the idea of seeing the Predator homeworld because the cool thing about Predators is like they feel so nomadic. They feel so like, you know, like they just Rome and like like Vikings that, you know, they, I know Vikings had homes and stuff like that, but yeah. like it just seemed like they were just so nomadic and like didn't really have a place to hang their hat. They just kind of like went around for the hunt, constantly searching. Like, that's their only driving force is to survive and hunt, survive and hunt. I don't think we hunt. knew enough for, to get... We only saw two See, predators. I, I got that from the predators. <laughs> they absolutely you know. do not spend that much time here either. It's okay. just like quick, yeah. quick cut. We, okay, we, okay. we don't see like, you know, predator like headquarters. Act and, or anything, no, right? no, it's okay. literally like... 
something on a monitor goes bleep, bleep, bleep. And they're like, oh, shit, the ship with that thing crash land. Oh, shit, there's a Predalien. Like, they figure out that they have to go yeah. do the cleanup that John mentioned. This is like Jimmy John's corporate, right? <laughs> <laughs> My God, with the Jimmy John. <laughs> We've got a new sandwich on the loose. So they send out the cleanup crew, which consists of one guy. <laughs> but he is the best predator that we've seen to date. That's true. He's Here he is. He's the Leon, the professional of predator. Pretty much. He is a fucking badass. And I love no this keys, predator. No children. Again, why I like this one more than AVP because the predator is fucking good at his job. Okay, I agree with that, and I well, like. We have to fight humans. <laughs> I, I like the increase in violence, but it's just so dark half the time. Like I don't know what's happening. Yes. Now let's talk about the problem with this film, and it loses massive because the film is shot in such darkness. You can't see anything. Nothing. You get. I, I got uninterested and started looking at my phone, and was like, realized twenty minutes later, I was like, oh, this movie's still on. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, it's my TV, but no, it's just this movie. Pitch Dark was lit better than this movie. Yeah, right? pretty much. Kidding, I have no idea. Uh, and the directors, it's a, it's a another brother duo that yeah. I really haven't seen their names of. Strauss? Strauss? Strauss. Strauss. Um, they said it was intentional because they thought that the alien and predator suits would look too corny. So they made the whole film dark as fuck. So it's a fox thing. No one's going to accept superheroes in brightly colored suits. Bullshit. We need to make it black leather. And it's like, you dumb fucks. Put Wolverine in a yellow outfit. Yeah. And make him 5-1. Get with it. Get yeah. with it. Uh, no, that is like the worst part of this movie. Best part of this movie is they overcorrected from Alien versus Predator and they kill everybody. They kill a kid in like seven minutes into the <laughs> yeah. movie. Oh, wow. Yes, they, they did. They, I was like, the, the bravado of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, then they the kill a whole maternity ward. The Predators do? Or? No, the alien. Uh, uh, okay. this kid, like, the Predators aren't supposed to kill kids. They're out hunting. The Predalien is now trying to make, repopulate uh, and stuff okay. right, with more of them. There are some standard xenomorphs too. Yeah, because I think what happens is the Predalien... Uh, makes like face huggers that then get in the humans, which then makes the aliens that we are the xenomorphs that we are. Okay, so he's with. effectively a queen and a warrior together. Yes, yeah, so they have a whole thing. Well, as long as it doesn't sound messy plot wise, that's the important <laughs> thing. Oh, it's sloppy as fuck. Hold on, there's a whole and the human, the human element of this is so fucking boring. It, it's basically a teen slasher. Oh, jeez, with predators and aliens. The the main character is like this pizza boy who's going after this girl who's he's dating a fucking. Really meathead he's like the worst stereotypical meathead too that gets beat up like immediately yes. after delivering our pizza to a like girl the first 20 minutes of the movie this guy gets beat up his key stolen made fun of by his brother <laughs> he's just <laughs> such a fucking like okay this guy's having the worst day of his life got PTSD yeah. already then there's a sheriff who I don't know how this guy ever became the sheriff nobody respects him worst he's sheriff. immediately over his head compared to Deputy Dewey and Scream I would rather have Deputy Dewey wow yeah okay this guy is immediately over his head. Just like the first scene. It's just like, Oh fuck. I'm a cop. <laughs> <laughs> How'd this happen? Yeah. I thought it was a nightmare. Oh God. Like uh, he's just constantly surprised at just everything. Uh, I hate all these characters, but the good news is they all get wrecked. Every single one of them. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. And then there is an atomic blast. Like, the government yes. blows up the town and nukes the sheriff and everybody else involved. Yeah, and you actually see a scene of them on the street and just goes, <laughs> atom bomb. <laughs> they're like, they get in touch with the government. They're like, okay, we get an air evac? And they're like, yeah, totally. It's going to be in the center of town. Why don't y'all go there? And so half of them are like, yeah, that sounds totally fine. And half of them are like, that does not sound legit. And the half, obviously, it's like Sheriff Dumbass and his crew <laughs> is like, no, uh, this is going to be fine. Let's go to the air evac. And yeah, they just get nuked to shit. 
At any point, does the pizza boy take a pizza cutter, take his shirt off, and cut his chest and go, oh, that'd be awesome. Man, you've already, <laughs> that increases the movie by a full point right yeah. there. If they, if they, done if they leaned into just aping everything cool about the other movies at this point, I'd be in. But this movie does the same thing that all of them do. You know, we always got to cite the previous one. There's a get to the chopper. Uh, so you are, you're an ugly motherfucker. I do we get not all that every fucking time. why writers do that. I mean, it's uh, nods to stuff is great, but blatant, like, Oh my God. It's just so fucking infuriating when that happens in every movie. Like in Prey, it was okay. There was one time where I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But the rest of the time, it was very subtle. Yeah. But like so many of these movies just make a big point of like, like, eh, that's that line you like. Especially, like, yeah, when motherfucker, we know. The guy doesn't say choppa because that's not how he talks. So mm-hmm. he said it like that just for this line. He says, abscond to the helicopter. Well, he would have he said, <laughs> I wish he would have said yes. that. <laughs> or based on how he enunciates all his other words, he would have said chopper. Like, uh, yo, not choppa. Come in, chopper Dave, chopper Dave. Anyway, they go to the hospital. The predator for the alien fucks up everybody in this hospital, kills more children. They manage to escape and then uh, the nuclear bomb goes off. These Our survivors are out there. They run into some soldiers who are like, oh, since y'all survived, you can keep living. Even though I think they would shoot them. Right. Yeah, yeah immediately. Like, Cover all loose ends. Boom, done. But I, I got it. This has been my TED Talk. Thanks yeah. for showing up. But no, they're like, oh, you need medical care? All right, come with us. But I do need to emphasize that watching the cleanup predator come in and he's got like this vial of blue glowing liquid that just like liquefies all the evidence. It's fabuloso. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going through the sewers now, like that is a person we need to get to market this show. Fabuloso, get at us. Mm-hmm. When you've got a bloody mess, only one thing can get your floors as clean as you want them. Fabuloso. Oh. Was the guy with the towels in the infomercials? Oh, Sham. Wow. <laughs> right. I don't remember that guy's name, but Steve, I don't know. Steve Sham. So Steve but <laughs> anyway, like the scenes of him doing the cleanup and being meticulous and kicking the fuck out of just about anything coming his way. I fucking love that. Is there a scene of him mopping up a floor, though, or anything? I wish. That'd been awesome. No. Or he's like, does my spaceship say dead alien storage on it? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been the time. Yeah. So anyway, I would I would say these movies about 50 50 even Z's for me. OK, what about this? Now, you know, the main character in Alien vs. Predator? Delivery Boy? Uh, no, the no, first one. Lady with the Shield. Uh, oh, okay. The, Adventurer, Cliffhanger yes. Wife. She was supposed to be played by Queen Latifah. Would that have made this Ooh, movie better what? or worse for you? Oh my God, it would have been better. so much worse and better. Unfortunately, Queen Latifah had to drop out because of Taxi and that Beauty Shop. That piece of shit movie? Taxi's the worst. And Beauty Shop. I, I love Beauty one. Shop. It's like a barbershop spinoff. It's a barbershop knockoff. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I know. Yeah. I'm talking about Taxi. I'm talking about Taxi, that fucking trash movie with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Well, that prevented her from being in oh, the original. Was a movie called Taxi. It's I thought you were talking about TV show Taxi. No. no. Wait, Wait, like no, 20 no. years yeah. too early. She they, they remade it or something like that. She'd be Christopher Lloyd's age. Uh, no, no. The movie Taxi and the movie. Queen Latifah. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she does an Andy Kaufman perfectly. Oh, man. Oh, God. Okay, anyway. So, she was supposed to be the main character, the main female lead in AVP. That's about the time we got Busta Rhymes in H2O, though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That would have been close. I mean, so. and we had, we had a lot of rappers getting roles back then. I say avoid both of them. I stick by AVP is good. I'm not good. I mean, it's good. Enjoyable. In this, yes, enjoyable. It is good in the realm that all these movies are good. Uh, there, it's a good action film. I like it. Requiem. I mean, if you like not knowing what's happening for half, sometimes two predators fight each other, and you're like, I don't know who's who and what's happening. Planet Predator and the Cleanup Predator. Good. Can we please stop calling it, it Planet Predator? What else <laughs> like you want to call fitness. it? I don't know. I was thinking Planet Hulk. You know. I mean, okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, but yeah, Requiem. That's my least uh, spoiler. <laughs> that's at the bottom of my list. 
Boom, baby. Even below The Predator. Shall we move into Predators uh, 2010? I'll be no honest, choice. you guys. We're making pretty good time. Let's, Thanks for sticking with us. Let's hurdle towards the ending like a meteorite. Well, the good thing is it only goes up from here because it is nothing but Trash Mountain from here on out. No, it only goes <laughs> down from you here. You can only go up a Trash Mountain. Are you thinking that Predators is worse than AVPR? No, 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 no. Predators is better than AVPR. Yes. The Predator, worse than AVPR. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, here we go. 20 years later, 2010. The year was 2010. Someone oh. said, let's make another Predators 20 movie. years later from when? Predator 2. Oh, okay. Actual inline canon story Predator gotcha. world, right? Okay. Someone's like, holy shit, we need to do something. And then we have our boy, Robert Rodriguez, producing that said he had a storyline since 1994 that he had kicking around about a game-preserved planet of uh, humans dropped in, and then they have to figure out what's going on, and they're fighting off predators. When I thought saw Robert Rodriguez was involved, I was very excited, and then I was let down. But I will also say, I'd never seen this movie before yesterday. Really? Never. And I even bought on iTunes all the Predators, like in a pack, and I just only ever watched one and two, and uh, I did watch The Predator, but did we see that one together? No, I went with someone else. Oh, I remember seeing that in a movie theater with someone. I guess it must have been my wife. Real quick, here's the back of the DVD. All right. Predators, a bold new chapter in the Predator universe. Adrian Brody stars as Royce, a mercenary who reluctantly leads a group of elite warriors in a mysterious mission on an alien planet. Not true. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> Except for a disgraced physician, they are all cold-blooded killers. Mercenaries, mobsters, convicts, and death squad members, human predators. When they begin to be systematically hunted and eliminated by a new predator breed, it becomes clear that suddenly they are the prey. Did they watch the same movie we watched? No. I didn't nope. think so. He didn't lead anybody in there. They were drop shipped, which is the best scene of the movie. This yes. is the first scene of the movie. I did like that. We cold cut to Adrian Brody falling out of the sky, going, waking out of some haze, going, what the fuck? Hits the fucking parachute button and crash lands in a jungle. Well, I didn't, I didn't think that was a parachute. I thought he was trying to get it off on because like, it was beeping like a bomb. I thought he thought it was like a bomb or something on it. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? Get it off. Get it off. And then it, like, it's just on a timer. But yeah, this movie is a tragic, beautiful mess. I enjoy this movie for my love of shitty action films and i hate this movie for the fact that it's like y'all could have spent like five more minutes on the script and made this so much better Mm. but this is the first movie in the franchise i would describe as boring let me tell you why i think it's boring okay this movie the entirety is people following adrian brody scowling and trying to be tough as he tells everybody what's happening yeah. Instead of showing us, well, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. That's the whole movie. Predators. That actually, that's what I would do. That's one of my big notes is like, I get it, movie. You don't have to tell me everything that's happening that I just watched. It's also like he's trying to, like, it's like a kid and a dog's following home. He's like, stop following me. Go away. Get out of here. He spends this, half the movie just trying to shoo everybody away. Right. <laughs> this movie doesn't do a good job of like, the reveals are very shocking when they happen. Now, granted, some, some of them are better than others, but like, this movie does a really good job of like, surprise check this out when they first understand that they're on an alien planet that was a great reveal it was the first a good time reveal. they get yes. to the skinning uh the the skinning labs or like the little like place with like all the skins are tied up and stuff that was great when they realized it's a trap um this movie when they realized adrian brody kind of tricked him there to kind of find out what the enemy was like all those reveals are really well done 
Danny Trejo's in this movie for five minutes. Why they got? Why they got to do Danny like that? Always with the first to go. Okay, according to Antle and Robert Rodriguez on the commentary and the script, the character Cuchillo was described as a guy who looks like Danny Trejo. When Danny Trejo heard this, he called Robert Rodriguez and said, "Hey, I heard there's a guy in your script for Predators that looks like Danny Trejo." And guess what? I look just like Danny Trejo, <laughs> and that's how he got the role. <laughs> we didn't even get to see him get taken out, right? No, he gets taken out well, off camera, yeah. but he, he becomes a trap. Yes, I remember that part. Which is also probably one of the best scenes in the movie. I do agree with um, that. That's how this whole movie should have felt. Yeah. The At some point, it just kind of, like, I think you could just get bored out of the suspense, because it's just kind of boring. It's like a lot of drama, and it's it's really slow in the middle. Danny Trejo should have lasted in the movie, because he would have brought some more character to these yeah. paper-thin characters. At the end of the day, there's a million characters, but there's only, like, four that are important, right? Adrian Brody... The, the the female lead who I don't remember Topher Grace's character and the like convict dude the, Walter Goggins well yeah he's probably the best guy in the whole movie he was entertaining but I I don't know I didn't find him to be the best no, out, of, out of everybody else I mean yeah. don't get me wrong it's he he was a really fun character he always brings man he always brings the heat whenever he does a role like Goggins is awesome in almost everything he does it's also hard to listen to a character and be like I'm gonna rape twenty four seven I'm like bro you gotta take a step right. back I'm, I know I'm it's not, his character I'm not but talking yes. about the the dialogue or anything else i'm saying his performance oh, his was performance the most was animated out of almost yes. all of them I'm, I'm sorry i gotta give it to fishburn yeah but he, I, I wasn't ranking Lord Whisper himself like, i loved the fact he's like all right we're gonna go do this i don't know if this is picking up on mike or not yeah but like and that's just the whole thing and he's like what i'm gonna tell him shut up i'm gonna get to it hey yeah like a whole golem thing going on i i loved it so much it was so good i think that's the first thing i saw him since matrix yeah, I don't know if he did anything in between then, but like that's yeah. the first thing I saw him in since Matrix, and that's I was very like, "That's possible. cool." As this movie progresses, you find out that all these people have been plucked out of different biomes in Earth, different situations and countries, and dropped into this game preserve planet. But they're being hunted by the Predator. All of them have at some point in their lives done something bad or put themselves almost like an apex predator of the human world, right? Oh, this is like Predator Saw. <laughs> I want to play a game. That would have been I would awesome. Love a little like fucking fake puppet predator rolled out on a treadmill. <laughs> I was like, I want to play it. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 Billy the puppet with the mandibles yes. rolling out oh, on the tricycle. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm in on that. I'm in on that. And then he detonates a little arm thing. Oh, that'd be amazing. Basically, as Mark said, you know, they all start deciding they got to kind of work together. You know, they're, they're understanding that this is like a, a game preserved. Adrian Brody is polite enough to tell us this stuff beat by beat throughout the entire movie and let us know every plot point that wasn't actually shown or explained on camera. And then um, we realize that, like, he's like, I'm going to get off this planet. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And then they kind of, you know, run into Fishburne, who double, you know, double backs on him. Not double back, uh, betrays him. Stabs him in the back. Double cross <laughs> double is the cross. word you're looking That's for. That's the word I'm looking for. And um, then they end up calling the Predators, which take him out, because he's been surviving for about 10 seasons or 10 years yeah. on this planet. Yeah, so all in all, Brody's like, all right, we're going to take the fight to them. We're going to get a ship. We're going to get out of here. Yeah, we don't know how long a season is. What if he'd only been there for like 10 weeks? <laughs> <laughs> it was like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how many times does the planet rotate around its sun? We have no idea. Well, we so. don't, because Brody basically at one point says... The sun hasn't moved the whole time we've been here. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it could be like 90 years. Yeah. Lawrence Fisherman's been there for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is about how long he's in this film, too. Yeah. He lands, realizes he has those gum, and just loses his mind instantly. <laughs> they do come across a predator camp, and they find a predator tied up. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wait a minute. What's going on? And then through dialogue, we realize that there's more. There's two warring factions, as Garrett has mentioned. Yeah. The big ones hunt the little ones. 
And yeah. we've also introduced to a new creature these predator dogs that look fucking scary, man. Frogs. Yep. Frogs indeed. <laughs> so this was actually one of the skulls of the the prey predator was wearing, but also there was one there was one mounted on the uh, wall in uh, Danny Glover's uh, trophy room on the ship. Is that one of the skulls? Yeah, that was one of the yeah. skulls. They okay. just printed that like a scene of that out, and they're like, oh, "Let's make a backstory for that." And backstory I'm pretty sure that's for that. exactly what it was. <laughs> After in, uh, enough movies, every skull will be yeah. in these films. Yeah. Um, I do have to point out the scene where they're looking for Danny Trejo's character. You find him slumped over in the forest, and he's just like. And it just goes over and over, and then like only the only smart one in this whole group is Adrian Brody. Yeah, it's like that's such an obvious trap, y'all. Look at him; he looks so dead. Like, <laughs> and they're like, "Stop!" And but they do reveal like he's dead, shot in the head, and yeah. like the predators mimicking the voice. And that's what makes the predators so fucking scary. Scenes well, like that. Yeah, these movies need more of this. Yeah. Well, all the traps they run across, I mean, this this planet is formidable and they are using it as a training grounds. And it's it's very the idea, the concepts of this movie, there's so much good there. But man, yeah, it's the the lack of any character like, you know, development of any kind other than Adrian Brody and Lawrence Fishburne. Don't forget Grace's then, character. I mean, I don't know if it's development. Until the but end. We he's, find, got a, yeah. he's got a Shyamalan reveal, and that's yeah. the only thing that makes him kind of like right. oh, he, he's and even Adrian Brody says some of the effects like every one of us belong here but him. But then to find out he belongs there too. Right. It's like, okay, Adrian, thanks for ruining the ending of the movie. You're going to fucking betray everybody. Well, he says he's a doctor. So I'm like, what has he been killing people with like malpractice stuff? Or has he been like, <laughs> did he deny someone's insurance claim? Is, is, he, is he like a Dexter character? You no, know, he's like, just weird Al from the video. Uh, <laughs> like a surgeon, like a surgeon. Yeah. Okay. All Otherwise right. dying by malpractice. <laughs> but the way that Topher Grace's character turns really kind of pissed me off. Like, cause the whole movie he's like, he's like, um, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm here, but he knows, but he's acting like, you know, like I'm weak and I'm I don't nice know. guy. You know, oh, this plant is such and such. And it's like, guys, no one knows what that plant. Also that plant, I did some research. That's from the Cretaceous period. So that shit's been extinct for millions of years. Maybe so, he's also an anthropologist. Again, I'm like, if you're a doctor, how do you no. fucking know about Cretaceous period plants? Archaeologist. I said anthropologist. But it's but got a, you know, it's got a neurotoxin in it. And look, like, he's a hobbyist archaeologist. Yes. When I saw that, though, I botanist, was like, actually, botanist would okay. be plants, uh, right. but historical botanist, uh, paleobotanist, paleobotanist. Sure, we okay. just made up a new Dude, thing. Don't, no, that's actually true. That's what uh, it isn't is. that what the doctor? That's what Ellie, Ellie Sadler, Sadler is yeah. in Jurassic Park. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Get your Jurassic Can Park. Can we please knowledge. just talk about Jurassic Park at this point? No. Anyway, let's get. So anyway, we basically, everyone gets picked off one by one until we realize that we're down to what? Adrian Brody. Topher Grace and the lady. Isabel. Isabel. Which I thought was the lady from Predator 1 (laughs) because she has a whole backstory where she talks about beat by beat what happened to these men in the jungle. Right. Because we need to get our characters up to speed here. We don't got time. We don't got time to show. We only have time to tell. That's all this movie is. Just telling. Well, this movie is like the opposite of subtle. Like, for example, when (laughs) they, when Topher Grace saves that guy, he puts, he's like, oh, this is a neurotoxin. He like scoops it up on his blade and then they like pause on the blade for what felt like 30 oh, seconds he stares at it like, <laughs> yeah. like oh, that's gonna come back I was yeah. like, like come on movie man <laughs> almost said Schrodinger's blade but it's uh, Chekhov's blade Chekhov's blade <laughs> but it's like <laughs> so much even less subtle than your usual Chekhov's device yeah. right they really beat you with the head like he's gonna use this you know yeah uh, Yeah. so then Topher Grace gets injured he gets trapped in like a bear trap and Adrian Brody's like uh, he's just gonna slow us down and well that was the point he's like he's like 
they they yes. maimed him on purpose to make us more vulnerable so, they know we're gonna care. So we Which, need to, how would they, how would he know that? I know. Right? Because that one trap can't maim every possible animal or different heights of people. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They're like, we just need to leave him and get to the spaceship. And Isabel's like, no, we can't do that. We're a team. So she saves him. Um, and he limps for a while. He remembers that he has an injured foot. And then the last 10 minutes, that totally goes away. I think he forgot. <laughs> yeah, I think Honestly. the actor forgot that he yeah, was the hurt. Forgot <laughs> yes. Uh, um, we do also need to point out that Adrian Brody has the plan to release the captive predator to help fight yes. the other predators. Well, to get, yeah, to get him on the ship to fly him home. Because right. he's like, if I can get the ship, and they're like, how are you going to learn how to fly an alien ship? I've never thought of that before. And then he's like, I'll get that tied up predator to take me home. As if it's like a fucking Uber that you're going to like, yes. like give, me, talk- give me a ride, mom. <laughs> he talks to the alien like how someone who doesn't, who is like insultingly talking to someone else in a different language. He's like, earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to help. <laughs> Fly me home. Yeah. Like you could be louder and slower. They still don't know English. <laughs> yep. Except he kind of does. He kind of gets it instantly. Cause of course, why wouldn't he? Right. I think and the then, alien, the predators would have learned our language by now. If yeah. they showing up since the 1700s and beyond. Yeah. Adrian Brody got lucky. It wasn't that his slow, loud talk was helping. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, basically, he's he's run off to go do that. And then uh, Topher Gray's character is like, thanks for saving me. Would you do it differently if you got another chance? And she's yeah. like, no. And he's they, like, too bad. Stab with they, the neurotoxin. After paralyzes they get, her. It's like such a loony. To, after they get captured, they get caught in a net. Then they get out of the net and fall in a pit and then it's like come on man and yeah then he's like oh yeah you exactly what Garrett said and he's like well too bad because I'm a killer and I just killed you I'm and, a predator so what the fuck <laughs> is Topher Graves point they're all in danger and he's gonna like double cross because now fight his true nature bro he yes, is a killer if he, he's all about survival he's not gonna hurt those that are helping him he says it he is a predator he's one of them he thinks they're going to accept him that's Be- stupid. Yes. I know when he said that, so I was like, no, stupid. my dude. He, he's like, you're like, yeah. wait, what? A buck 60 wet? Like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> he, these are giant monsters. He's like, no, we are all the same. I'm one of them, a predator. And I predatored you, bitch. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I predatored you. Let's just ensure none of us make it out alive. Uh, and then. That's Ad- getting brought up in court eventually. John. Right. And then Adrian Brody peers over and is like, funny me and you two here. And I thought he heard everything. See, I did too, because he pops up as if he had been like listening in and like yeah. oh hello and then Topher Grace goes oh and then wait no I'm sorry let me do this exactly as he reads it oh hey you're still here thank god and I was like dude I didn't I hit like, her mom <laughs> well, that's him pretending again right know, I'm yeah. not the murderer I'm the, the wimp you is, thought I for was the whole movie though he pretends like very so well. convincingly yeah. and then this point he's like oh hi it's you Hello. And you're just like, my dude, come on. Did you just forget what you were doing here? Yeah. yeah. And then Adrian was like, what happened to her? And he's like, uh, neurotoxin, he's maybe? Like, they uh, stuck her with a neurotoxin. <laughs> and I'm like, what? It's oddly specific, Topher. Uh, and, what are you getting out of here if they right. found you guys? And this whole time, but he's walking just fine now. So the whatever shattered foot he had has healed with his Wolverine healing abilities. <laughs> so Adrian gets him. Adrian Brody gets him out of the pit. He drags uh, Isabel 
uh, you know, to like a safe distance. And and Topher Grace is just blabbering this whole time. And he's like, oh, I didn't know you were such a good guy. And he's like, come trying to sneak up on him to also stab. So Topher Grace is trying to sneak up on Adrian Brody to stab him with the neurotoxin. He's like, I'm not a good guy, but I am fast. So yeah. Adrian Brody jabs the poison scalpel into Topher Grace and then he eventually dies. And he's like, why did you do this to me? Well, he uses him a trap. He puts grenades on him yes. to lure the last big predator. And the whole time he's like begging the predator. He's like, I'm one of you. And he's got <laughs> grenades all over him, yeah. blows up, which turns the tide. Now Adrian Brody has painted himself in mud just like Arnold and has lured this fire trap and he's going to run around <laughs> like a ninja and smack <laughs> this predator across the face until finally the predator gets like pissed off. They from go out, toe-to-toe a little bit. From out of the mist comes the actor from The Pianist <laughs> as he slashes monsters. Dude, it was so hard to take him seriously as like I, a formidable action star. I didn't have a problem with him. Huge Is problem that, with yeah, it. Yeah, huge. Huge problem with it. Cannot there's, accept There's him. a line he says at the beginning of the movie that stuck with me the whole thing. He goes, let me uh, make sure I say this just right here. <laughs> it doesn't matter what happened or why. We're here. And I was like, that could sum up how the writers wrote this movie. <laughs> it doesn't matter what or why, it just is. And I'm just like, good God. I mean, honestly, Adrian Brody and Topher Grace are the same wire yes. frame. Like, they're the same. Yeah. Hey, he put on 25 pounds of muscle for this role, Adrian Brody. And it did. barely showed. That's one. That's my point. Oh, come on, I can't dude. Take him as this he badass. Did, I mean, he looked I, no, ripped. He looked ripped. But, yeah, but it would like I think he was. And meant not to, all. Not every soldier is a fucking Arnold. No, guys. I mean I think he's. Well, yes, totally true in real life. But I'm here to watch an action movie, and I want to see action stars do action star shits, not dramatic actors. I think you guys are being a little tough on Adrian I mean, Brody, but I can I can see what you're saying. He, but I will say he did look ripped because there yeah. was a scene without a shirt, you know, and I was like, all right, that's that's what well, he amazing. talks so calmly, though. And I was like, you can't command this group of killers when you're all like, hey, guys, maybe we should go left. But he didn't want to command them. So I get it. He's yeah. like, look, I'm going over here. Y'all fuckers could do whatever you want to do. Um, so ultimately, they don't make it on the alien predator ship. They, that gets blown up and, and they're stuck on the planet and realizing they're going to have to go through another season of this stuff. Well, yeah. Um, what's her face and Adrian Brody? Yeah. yeah. They're Which the last I gotta ones ask alive. you guys, but you know they're fucking on this planet, right? Oh, absolutely. You think they have time? The next hunt is about to begin. We watch you these gotta wonder what you drop do in for, with dogs. To keep your sanity, you There's know. There's like, no keeping nothing. I so think you're it's saying, just go, you're go, saying go, in go, a life go, or death go. situation, people ain't going to fuck. No, look how When much are they going to have the time? Lawrence Fishburne had time. I mean, I was taking naps. He built a whole little home for yeah, himself. it's true. It's true. They had time to smash. Okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say they're not, but I don't think they're going to be long they're, enough they're to see They're smashing nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I know is if I'm in a high intense pressure life or death situation and I've got five minutes and someone's down, let's Even bang it out. Even at the very end. Did you see she gave let's him those DTFIs? Oh, shit. I don't recommend this movie. No, me either. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it's I used fun. to like it more and then on rewatch, it's even boringer than the first time, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, more boring, boringer. Yeah, you know what? It's boring to even talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to a better film. No. The worst oh, film. I'm sorry, I haven't seen this one. The no. worst film of the decade. Uh, wow. Yeah. Is that you? Like, do you really feel that way? I absolutely feel that way. Before we disengage from Predators, the Rotten Tomatoes score is 65%. What yeah, the, the fuck, fuck with who? With audience? the critics. No. And a 52% with the audience. Go to hell, movies. <laughs> Do you want to know that that ranks it above Predator 2? What? Predator 2 at a 32%, 44%. I don't want to live in this world anymore, you guys. You know, here's what I know. I know that our Grave Talk fans are not in the wrong 52%. Okay? <laughs> we have only the best fans of the best hot takes. 
But now moving into a film that I consider to be the worst of the decade, I will read you what I wrote on Letterboxd the day after watching the film. I felt so strongly that I needed to write a review. It stinks! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. The worst of all Predator films, director Shane Black delivers a poorly paced, joke-filled action film that fails to provide any suspense that the original is known for. The jokes are mostly misses, the writing is terrible, and by the time the credits roll, you'll wonder how it all went so wrong. And I stand by that after rewatch. It stinks. The setup in 2018 for this movie, Shane Black, originally an actor in the original, now had Kiss Kiss Bang Bang under his belt, Iron Man 3, and a few other films to date. Um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, great movie. Yep. Iron Man 3, John, unlike what you said, is not the worst Iron Man. Iron Man 2 is the worst Iron Man. No. The Whiplash story is boring. Uh, we'll have to agree to disagree there. I'm but let's three. not get into it. Yes. We're already deep into this shit. Can I, hold on. Can I read you a five-star review for this movie? Oh, please do. Okay, I hope you're ready. Where, where are we finding this from? Letterbox is a five-star okay. review from Letterbox. <clears throat> it's the first one that I found. I didn't it's like... It's great. No. I, didn't, I didn't filter it or anything. First hit, one. Hit me with it. I saw a test screening of this, and there was a hilarious scene where this guy jogging hits on Olivia Munn. Hope that made it into the final cut. It was the highlight for us all. We couldn't stop laughing Five stars. Wow, that's it, huh? You know, he he had all that energy of, look at me, I'm special. I got to see it early. I'm super positive on the experience. That's what I hear from that. And you know what? That's a real thing. Because in high school, I got to go to a test screening of Face Off. And then I got kicked out because the San Antonio newspaper people showed up late. And then as a way to say sorry, they gave me a box of face-off merch, and I gave that shit out to my friends, and I was king of the roost, baby. I had face-off hats. They said face-off on it. Nice. (laughs) The t-shirts had face-off written on it. Nothing else. It was the most generic, boring, stupid fucking merch ever. But I remember being like, I'm going to face off. Oh, my God. Uh, One more five-star review, because this is just the best review I've ever seen. Yo, this was the movie I've ever seen. Keegan, all capital letters, five stars. (laughs) Because Keegan Michael Key was in it, it's the five stars. Wait, was he really? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. But yo, this was... And I already see his brain turning that he likes it because he loves those two men so much. No, I... Look, please don't judge me out there because I think... A lot of people are capable actors and actresses. I don't care what your gender is, what's your background. If you're good at what you do, congratulations. But everything I've seen Olivia Munn in has been terrible. And so I'm not going to give it a pass just because Keegan-Michael Key's in it. Okay. But I, I also don't know if she's terrible in this because I have not seen the movie. But the, I remember the trailer. It was like, what the fuck is her role? Right. Side note. The first season of the newsroom is fantastic, and she's in that. Yeah, okay, cool. that's true. Um, I love to be proven wrong on this stuff. Second, you're absolutely correct, Garrett. Everything that my eyes and ears were telling me, aside from Shane Black and the directing and writing role, this was going to be great, except it wasn't. Everything in the trailer that I saw with my own eyes was like, oh, this is going to be a piece of shit, but I told myself it was going to be yeah. good. Everybody I, that watched I that remember, trailer. You were really upset when you saw this movie. Oh, because I, I love the Predator franchise, and it had been how long? Well, I was shocked because I was like, you saw the trailer that I saw. Like, How are you even remotely excited about this? I was talking myself into it. Okay, you know Self-delusion. I, mean? I was I like, it. I'm going to go against the grain on this one, and then I'm going to be proven right. Oh, no. I get it. That's why I've been married 26 times. <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I've I, never been married, by the way, guys. <laughs> can I guess the Rotten Tomato scores? Sure. Oh, I forgot about Rotten Tomato yeah. scores. All right, here oh, we go. Wait, hold on. Let's guess. Let's guess. What are you thinking for thinking, the critics? For critics, I'm thinking 
40%. Ooh, I'm going to say 32. Okay. And then for audience, I'm going to say 27%. I'm going to say higher. I'm going to say 40. Oh. So 32 and 40 is what I got. I got 40, 27. I mean, y'all are sniffing around the correct number. The number is exactly the same. Really? Wow. 33%. This one still ranks higher than Predator 2. Wait, what is it at? 32? 33. 33. Oh, it's so close. Yeah. So, But if you put that another way, 66% of people <laughs> who saw this movie hated it. It's still, Evenly. Yeah. Across the board. The critics like this one more than Predator 2. That's baloney. That's bullshit. 80s critics, early 90s critics were full of it. Sniffing their own farts, mm -hmm. high on cocaine. I don't know what it is, but they can get the hell out of here. Yeah. Baloney. This one is now set in modern day. We are aware of the Predators, and we have a black ops team that has been uh, monitoring all the Predators that have been showing up to Earth, right? Yeah. We've got a whole NASA-sized facility that has all this Predator tech in it, like helmets and gears and, and, and wristbands and all the stuff, I guess from all the Predator landings that we don't get to see. Yeah. Well, there's the thing is, Gary Busey's kid is one of the people involved in this organization in this movie. I know that much because I read about it. Okay. Because they really pumped up that whole like secret organization thing after part two and like some of the books and things like that. But like... Yeah, it kind of falls flat here. Mostly they're just running around one step behind constantly cracking jokes. And that to me is the biggest flaw of this movie. It wants to be a comedy so bad. You mean like Thor two? Yeah, but even worse because this was less right. funny. In my review, like I said, this is nothing like the original films it tries to be a part of. Yeah. And it missed the mark so badly. This was also written by Decker, the dude who did Monster Squad. This is like one of the first things he's done in a long time. Wow. And I hated to see his name attached to this. It's I'm like, going to say it, guys. Sometimes bringing original people back is not the fucking answer. It's I just agree. that weird nostalgia of like, I liked this thing so they can do no wrong. It's like, no, if they hadn't been working since, there's either a health reason or they're just not fucking on top of it anymore. To me, it feels like someone, kind of the George Lucas problem where I think no one told Shane Black no. People should have, someone else should have taken a pass at this script and been like, dude, take like 70% of these quips out because they are... They, they don't land or even if they are funny, they're just out of place. Like what, what, what do you want me to well, feel that's what here? Happened with Marvel at with Thor two. Like when Odin's, when Anthony Hopkins is Odin stands, was like, I'm gonna do a little freeform comedy here for five minutes. You guys can clap along if you like. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's cause guardians, people saw guardians and they love the quippy little. Oh, fun you mean Thor three? No, Thor two, Thor two dark power, dude. Didn't that Jane come before Foster? Guardians? No, Guardians came out before oh, that. all right. Because that was my biggest complaint as I was like, oh my God, every Marvel movie now is going to be a big fucking joke. And they found their balance, thank God. But, oh my God, I was so like worried about that. It sounds like this movie might suffer from the same thing where it's everyone's really just quipping and having a great old time. Every single person is a comedian. So it's like hard to take the stakes serious. Like where it's supposed to be, oh my God, they kidnapped this guy's son. It's like this high stakes thing. There's a prep, like a predator killing everybody. Wait, a predator kidnaps a kid? Um, well, yes, because the kid is the next step in human evolution. Wait, what? Yeah, the kid's autistic, and in the universe of this movie, autism is not a uh, 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 disability. Is not the right word. What do they call it? I guess uh, a mental illness. I guess I don't know okay. what the right word is, but the we point is, yeah. it's the next step in human evolution. And so the predators are trying to make hybrid predators, taking they're all trying the, to make autistic predators. They're trying to take all the best pieces of humanity. And put them in the predatorness because we're all going to die because of global warming, and then they're going to move in. Wait, what yes, is a global yes. warming yes, thing yes. in it let too? Me, let me flesh this out a little bit better. Yes, go for it. So the idea behind oh, this I love movie, it when you flesh things out. Ooh. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that ooh and then derailing your whole brain. You did, you broke me. <laughs> so the whole premise and the idea behind Predator's advancement presented in this movie is not terrible, but the execution of the film is absolutely terrible. So this movie is going to set up an idea that the Predators are now going out on these hunts and one of the things they're going to do is take DNA and the best of all their prey and absorb it and make it into their own physiological makeup. To be fair, that's the that's the next step in like if we want to be bigger and better, get into the genetics aspect of right. it. Right. So the movie, like when they have the predator on the slab that they capture from its crash landing in the beginning of the film, the uh, the agency that's studying them is like, holy crap, there's human DNA in this predator. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Now we're getting to a little bit little of a gray area that I'm not sure I like. Yeah. So what John is saying is that the predators have identified that autism is some of the best of humanity's traits. Interesting. That they're going to introduce autism into their DNA. Does yeah. Shane Black have an autistic kid? I, I, I don't, don't think so because this is actually a really offensive uh, representation of autism. Of like, because yeah. this happens a lot. Like a, a, a director or a writer or somebody will have like an autistic kid or they'll like deal with like a divorce and they're just like, my next movie, I'm going to put this in. And they, they, they really project a lot of things that they're going through. And again, writers just do this and that's totally fine. But like in Hollywood, they tend to take really bad takes on some of these now, things. If you knew someone or, or you know, exp- worked with kids who were experiencing autism, you would not make this take because it is really sad and it's like, it's not, they they went with the whole, oh, if you're autistic, you're a savant and so this kid's like a super genius. Well, that's kind of cool. That's yeah, an interesting take but not necessarily but a great depiction. Yes, and it's like not very accurate. But there's a scene early on in this movie where the kid is getting bullied in school and these bullies come into the classroom after they pull the fire alarm. They knock over 17 chessboards and he's able to put every piece back in order as they were when they got knocked off. And because of his autism, he's able to learn the predator language and work all the predator tech that he comes across in the Wait film. Wait a minute. Yeah, and he for like... He learns the predator tech? Like, yeah. Does, he is put, it like just instantly or does he actually have a montage where he learns it? it it's slowly... Pretty instant. It's like a day. Oh, okay. It's like overnight. <laughs> so more or less, at the beginning of the film, we see this sniper who's doing a job out in the jungle. The predator ship comes into orbit and crashes into the jungle. He takes out his hit and then he goes and finds the predator and after a kerfuffle, he takes the helmet and the arm pad and mails it to his child in the States in suburbia and swallows the little sphere that makes you cloak. He sends alien technology to his kid not via on autism purpose. via the post. Well, not, not on purpose. He meant to send it to a P.O. box, but no one's been paying for the P.O. box, so they delivered all the mail in the P.O. box to his house. Which is not how that happens, but okay. Yeah, you know, they just lock your P.O. box, and yeah. you can't get Done. to it. But. So now the kid has the Predator helmet, Yes, and he's got the wristband, and he's learning the tech. Please tell and me how you see it. a little kid with a giant oversized Predator helmet on. You do. Yes. Also, oh my God. in learning how to do this, this kid kills another kid. What? Does it's, he do the net thing on him? No, so he it, shoots him with the fucking plasma oh cannon, shit. and his whole chest blows up. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's Halloween. He puts the mask on and tapes do it to do his do head. Do 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 and I was do like, do we're going to see E.T. walking the other way in his fucking ghost outfit in this scene. Is he like a giant bobblehead? It's like it's taped to his head. Yes. <laughs> so he's walking down the street, and the bullies I mentioned before come up to him and start giving him shit. A, a, a teen at a house party that had just turned the kid away and told him to go fuck off. He comes out on the balcony and throws a beer can at the kid, hits the Predator helmet because of the defense mechanisms in the helmet. The shoulder cannon pops up, rotates around, and blasts the guy on the balcony and blows up the house. What? So yes. it's on auto-defense mode? Yeah. yeah, and that's the worst part of this whole movie is like, 
The gear, again, why they're all Jimmy John's employees, <laughs> is that the tech itself is what makes them advance. So and the that's tech it. is sentient and it's not them pulling the strings. No. Right. Yeah. So Unless there's an auto defense mechanism on it that just happened to get triggered at some right. point. But John is right. The predators are trying to take all of our best things before we're gone because we're wiping ourselves out okay, because of well, global that's warming. Fair. That's yeah. the truth. But we then are. They're going to move in and take over Earth because they like warm places. Okay. That's what they say. So that's <laughs> more or less the movie. And we would follow- that be predator gentrification? A little bit, but not really because we did it Oh, we did it ourselves. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Okay, gotcha. Now to wrap it back around to the misrepresentation, not only is autism misrepresented- Is she cute? You said misrepresentation. Boom. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> All right. They work really close. I'll tell you what. In the beginning with the fire alarm scene, they do show like, oh, he has sensory because he like crawls up because he doesn't like the loud noises. And it's like, okay, that is a symptom. Yeah, cool. I don't, I don't think we need to harp on that anymore. But in, obviously the movie does a very poor job of proper representation. Well, it just never comes back. Later, there's gunshots and explosions and doesn't oh, bother him at all. Cool? The kid's totally fine. Oh, cool. Really annoying. Additionally, misrepresented in this film, PTSD oh, and yeah. mental illness True. in soldiers because our entire team this time is a bunch of mentally ill soldiers who've been locked up in a facility. Yeah, it's well, really... Are they really mentally ill or yes. is that PTSD? Yeah. Oh, Tourette's also misrepresented. Tourette's is misrepresented because it's still funny. Yeah. Like, it's the early 2000s and some sort of teen drama where one of the characters has Tourette's and just goes, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, here, here, here's a great example. Olivia Munn is trying to leave, and the guy with Tourette's goes, I want to eat your pussy. And she's like, what? And he's, and he's like, oh, I was saying, don't be fussy or whatever. Jeez, you're fussy. Yeah, and he's like, no, you did And they say this, this goes on for like five minutes. Other characters are like, no, no, that's what he said. And she's, she's like, no, you said you wanted to eat my pussy. And this goes on for ever. Jesus, are you fucking yes. kidding me? And I think we're all supposed to be laughing, and I was just like, oh, will this please end? It's cringy. Yes. This movie is cringe. There's a character, one of the soldiers tried to kill himself and commit suicide. So throughout the movie, he's making jokes about killing himself. Yes. He's like, oh, I've done worse to myself. Ha ha ha. It's like, dude, that's so sad. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people do joke about that kind of stuff as a way to kind of like deal with the trauma of it. But but you don't do it like in a like, it's not an acceptable like joke. It's not a fucking sting. No, wait till we see what happens with this character. The end of the movie, he kills himself to blow up the ship. He throws himself into the engine as if he were a seagull in a fucking <laughs> fighter pilot. A real Stanley situation. Yes. From yeah. So ridiculous. It's like, that's that guy's arc. I want to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Well, he got what he wanted. Okay. You want to know about Olivia Munn? The reason she is there, because as a child, she wrote a letter to the president that says she's really into stars and would like to be in the program. And then later on in college, she wrote a paper. So they went and found her and be like, check this shit out. And it's like, holy crap, is this aliens? And that's the whole first like act of this movie after the whole we mailed the predator tech to the boy. So it's like if I wrote a letter to the, like fucking Nixon and was all like, I love dinosaurs. It's so great. And they're like, oh my God, Jurassic Park's happening. Get that Garrett kid. Well, in, do we have the job for you? Yeah. In the fifth grade, I wrote a letter to Bill Clinton about to just concerned about the environment. So I'm sure I'm on a <laughs> list about environmentalists. If environmental well, comes... You're you getting know. on the board, baby. Yeah. I live the role of Jurassic Park, all right? That's when I applied for a job as a babysitter. I was like, they should all be destroyed. <laughs> John, describe the lead villain, human villain in this, Traeger. Oh, Wait, this isn't guy. it the Predator? No. <laughs> like how matter of fact you said that. Uh, no. So this like, Stargazer is this organization, and they're trying to gather Wait, all... Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. They're trying to gather all the Predator tech, and I don't know what they're trying to do with it. Did they ever say, I guess, just make more tech, like for military purposes? Right. I think they're trying to use the tech they're trying for to our cure own autism. Games. Yeah. Um, and I do want to point out that the, the original Xenomorph tail spear from AVP is on display at Stargazer's headquarters. Heck, yeah. So they capture the, the, the main guy. What's his name? 
Oh, Mr. Sniper. Yeah. They capture the sniper and they're doing like, you know, an interrogation and the interrogator is like, did you see anything weird? The sniper's like, oh, you mean like an alien? Did I see an alien? And then it cuts to them. And they're like, yeah, he definitely saw something. Like, oh, Jesus. His, that, na- his name is Quinn. Quinn. The main character, the sniper is Quinn and his son is the autistic boy. Yes. Okay. And so that gives you the kind of flavor of what, how this organization is run. They don't take their job seriously either because they're joking the whole time. Predator at the moment is taking a nap. He's on the he's on the slab at the uh, Stargazer Institute. And this okay. is where everyone now has headed. Olivia Munn is there to do this investigation. They're going to throw uh, Quinn, the sniper, into the cells with all the other crazies, yes. quote unquote crazies, because he saw something. So they're keeping it quiet, right? Yep. Okay. So Quinn ends up on a bus driving away. We'll get back to him. Olivia Munn goes and is like, holy shit, is that an alien? At this very obvious alien creature who is Mm -hmm. laying on the table. And then it becomes Independence Day where he starts moving a little bit. Then he wakes up and he kills everybody. Classic Wrecks the room, kills everybody. And Traeger just is like, I'm out. Boom. And he vanishes out the back door. (laughs) Deuces. Thankfully, luckily for the predator, or not because he killed everyone barehanded. They kept all of his weaponry and technology right next to him. So he was able to rearm. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets to put on all the old stuff. But let me just say just for Traeger's character. Right. His 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 personality. This scene embodies of what kind of a douchebag and waste of time this guy is on screen. Like they're in there is like we've codenamed him the predator. And then Olivia Munn's well, well, he doesn't actually he's not a predator. Oh, he's more of a hunter. Scene. And it goes on. And he's like, yeah, but the predator sounds cooler. Am I right? And everybody's like, yeah, he's like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, God. By the way, this conversation comes up twice. Yeah. Because oh, no. later she goes, they call it the predator. And like Kiki Michael Keel's character or whatever is like, well, he's not really a predator, is he? And he's like, thank you. That's exactly what I said. Like, oh, Jesus, guys. Let it go. It wasn't <laughs> funny the first time. It's less funny the second time. I value your guys' effort to tell me about this movie, but this sounds fucking terrible. It's really What bad. happens with the goddamn Predator? Well, he kills everybody. Everybody's chasing the Predator. Olivia Munn picks up a tranquilizing rifle and starts doing a lot of acrobatics and jumps onto our character's bus where they're going bust off to their facility where they're going to be kept locked up. Like and in the she, front of the back, like like she's running on like some scaffolding and jumps onto the top of the bus. Oh, on top of yes. the bus, she's right. like on the bus, like in the no. bus. No, she's like she's fucking like action oh, no. star running it's, around, oh, and now wow. she's like wavering back and forth on top of this bus trying to trank the predator and shoots herself in the foot. Yeah. And then falls off the bus. <laughs> Which I did like because that's real. That part, probably very realistic. Yeah. What I didn't like is that she was able to get on the bus at all because nothing in this lady's backstory indicates that she could do anything like well, that. Well, nothing that you knew about. Or that the movie shared. She you, was ex-CIA. You gotta lay the foundation for that kind of shit. Right. And what sucks even more is that all of the inmates on this bus immediately overpower the people on the bus, take it over and then they pick up Olivia Munn and she's just part of the crew. Yeah. No interaction with them before, but our sniper Quinn is like, we got to take her with us. And also she was just hired by Traeger and Traeger was like, kill her. Yeah. So Traeger's a real dick. Why? He was like, you're going to be part of the program. Oh, sorry. Kill her. Cause he's none a, of this makes any sense. No, not at all. How do you might be wondering how do they overpower the guards by the old, let's pretend to be fighting and then they'll open the gate and all the guards will come in. Then we'll kill them all well, and take the over. Classics the never yes. die guys. Uh, totally hundred percent realistic. Well, let's pull ourselves out of the muck here because we could really Please, get yes, into it. Yeah. Let's, Please, let's pull ourselves out of the muck. But, but I'll tell you what, this sums up the movie. The whole movie is like right. this. So, so there is a second predator 
that's coming to Earth, and it's one of the ones that have been it's been advanced and upgraded with all the DNA. Gone are the times of the armor on the outside. Now the armor is on the inside, and you can see him hit a button, and like his skin turns like more bronze Iron or something Man style. like that. But it's no longer in the outside; it's underneath oh, the skin. God. So they've been upgrading themselves and upgrading themselves, and he's chasing down this other predator, the one at the beginning, because that one is there to give us something that will help us. It, it had a mission to help humanity. The movie progresses. We see new predator dogs that aren't the ones from Predators, but they have dreadlocks like the Predators. Yeah. And if you shoot them in the head, they become docile and pets. Which happens. One comes up and no. they shoot it in the head, and now it's a friendly. So when we need it to, it will throw up a grenade. It will throw up predator tech to help our ensemble cast. You say throw up, like pick up and throw up, or like no, no vomit. Yeah, please. What the fuck? <laughs> Just... All right. So let's get to the end. <laughs> Thank you. So both teams, Traeger's stargazers and Quinn's motley crew of mentally ill soldiers all end up in the jungle where the predator ship crash lands. Of jokers. Is a, they're, they're a bunch the of jokers. jokers. Yeah. Sorry, Stargazers and jokers. Okay. They're fighting each other, and the new super predator is on its way to stop them from getting the capsule that has the help humanity needs to survive against the predator race. Oh, and also, only because this comes back, as we now have ability to translate predator into english and english no. and the predator yeah there's a there's a laptop that's connected to loudspeakers mm. so that's important information so they're shooting each other and realize that the new predator is on its way and they have to team up so stargazers and the jokers are now going to team up and traeger has one of the predator's shoulder mounted cannons on his shoulder that he's been walking around with so on the screen john mentioned it goes predator language you have a five minute head start better start running I'm going to get you, more yeah. or less, is what it says. The so super the, predator gives us a five... He's so sporting. gives the humans a five-minute head start. So he blows up the ship that was supposed to have the help from the original predator. And he's dead, by the way. First predator who crashed. So they're out. They're teamed up in the woods. <laughs> they're going to fight a predator. Right. One. So but it's, it's like a super 20, predator. 20 versus one. Yeah. yeah. Well, 19, because yeah. Traeger kills one of his own guys by having him throw a fucking <laughs> weapon. And then when he fails to catch it, kills him. Okay. Fair a, enough. A lot of comedic things that just fall flat. Yeah. Very flat. In the woods, there's a split-second scene where they're firefighting with the Predator. Olivia Munn says something. Traeger looks in her direction. The Predator shoulder cannon turns and then blasts Traeger's own head off. And that's the end of it. And we never talk about it. And we have no reason for why that happened or why it occurred. But in the movie, the big bad villain ends himself because he turned his head and looked. And the shoulder cannon just went blap. Yeah, it makes no sense because it's never done that before. Well, no one's ever turned their head that direction before. Yeah, guess And not. I guess you could say maybe it's one of those self-defense mechanisms in the, in the suit, but there wasn't any immediate danger against Traeger, who was wearing the shoulder cannon. Literally makes no sense, but maybe his head's blown up. Maybe it was up. programmed by the good predator who was trying to give us the capsule. There's no reason. Okay. It had to happen because he needed to die. And uh, We Shane got too much so, movie left to get through. Yeah, so Shane Black thought it was funny. Okay, so Traeger's dead. We got 19 Jokers, 18 Jokers... In the woods, we're probably I, let's we, we're thinned down by now. We're yeah. probably down to about five jokers, and in and that's about okay. it. Okay, yeah, most of them all they all die pretty. Five jokers, including Olivia Munn. I'm positive, right? She's she not die. she makes it out alive. Okay, cool. So the the super predator that's running around is realizing, like, okay, I'm getting my ass whooped. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. He's like, I want the kid. Oh, he also says, one of you is a warrior. Whatever the guy's last name is, Walker, you're a warrior. But he's talking about the kid. He's not talking the about the kid. Dad. Yeah, so he's okay. like, I want the kid, and then I'll get out of here. Big surprise reveal. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So he takes the kid, gets on the ship, they fly away. 
uh, Quinn the sniper and his his suicidal buddy and one other guy jump on top of the ship as it's riding off into the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. The Predator turns on the shields. One of them jumps on the outside of the shield. One of them scoots under the shield and the other guy gets his legs severed off because he didn't move. Okay. Top of the guy on top of the ship commits suicide by jumping into the engine. The ship (laughs) crash lands back into the woods. Quinn, the sniper's inside. He manages to outwit the Predator, gets his kid back. They're back on the... In a battle of wits. They're back outside, (laughs) and I forget exactly what happens, but Olivia Munn tricks the Predator, and they get the Predator almost dead. Right, he's laying there bleeding out, and then he goes, "What are you?" And the predator goes, "Blap." He's like, "Don't care." Pap, 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 pap. Dead yeah. predator. Uh, and now they're in charge of Project Stargazer, and the little kid is like the lead scientist. <laughs> right, he's got his own desk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they even the dad even says, "I'm gonna tell your mom you got your own desk." Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, Olivia Munn's there, and now there, and it's all you know predator tech shit. But the capsule survived. It had some failsafe and shot itself out into the woods before the ship could explode. Yeah, it went splurt. And so didn't. now, as if this movie wasn't offensive enough throughout its two-hour runtime or whatever the fuck it is, they open the capsule and a scientist looking in and he pulls out this mechanism that then opens itself up and it is human predator armor that attaches and he now a human looks like a predator and he's got a shoulder cannon with eight triple beams and he's freaking out and he's got a long blade just like the predators. They go, what is it? And then the guy goes, that's my new suit, Bubba. Yeah. Hope to have it in a 42 long. The end. Who the fuck says that? Quinn. Our sniper guy. Who's now going to become a huge... Well, thankfully, this movie sucked so bad, nothing <laughs> will cap come of it. Uh, but I think they were setting themselves up for a sequel where he would now have a Predator suit and go fight the Predators in the Predator homeworld. That's the end of this atrocity. I'm going to be honest. I kind of wish I hadn't asked you guys. It's important that people don't watch this movie. So now they Look, can... If you don't tell people about the quicksand, they'll walk into it. Yes. So now that mm-hmm. they've heard us explain it, they don't have to watch it and less money will go to this movie. You're freaking welcome, Grave Talk listeners. Yeah. Don't watch that one. In fact, there's only two or three of these that I would recommend watching. Predator, Predator 2, and Prey. You're good. That's my list, too. You're and AVP. good. All those plus AVP, that's my <laughs> list. And if you love really shitty, poorly written action flicks that have a lot of really dumb characters, but it's really fun to watch, you can check out Predators also. To this point, we've basically recommended all of them except <laughs> Requiem and The Predator. <laughs> Just watch any of the movies you want. We don't care. I'm sticking by the three. Even though I think the franchise dips into the negative more than the positive, I still love this franchise. I don't know. Maybe it's because I grew up with it. And like I said, it was one of the first rated R movies I've ever seen. Probably has a lot to do with it. But yeah. the Predator is just such a cool creature. Like the outfit and the design of it still hold up to this day. I'll tell you, I'll pick an alien movie over a Predator movie any day. I would rather watch Aliens than The Predator. I'll stand by that. The original? Yeah, or sorry, yeah, Aliens. You have to be specific. Yes. When you say The Predator, that's 2018. Aliens <laughs> over Predator. Uh, that would be like how if I had a lit pick between the two. I agree. Hint, I'd, done. That's no question right there. As much as I love some of the Predator movies, mm-hmm. Aliens will all, Alien will always be better. Agreed. No argument. Oh, all right. I thought this was going to be a no. Kong. Uh, no, no. Well, now I, we're going to take a three minute break. We'll be back to talk about all the Alien movies. Yes. Wrap in, people. No, I'm kidding. We're done. <laughs> Kong I mean, that versus, is yeah. the Predator damn franchise. And it was it's a journey. It is a journey. Yeah. A good one. Mostly. And the journey that continues. I read the most recent Marvel output. They put out issue one of a miniseries titled Predator. 
and it's set in the year 2056, and it is a human girl, well, woman at this point, who has predator armor, and she's chasing down and killing predators because one of them killed her parents. Okay. So it's more or less the gist of this comic. If you're into the comics, you should go read Concrete Jungle. That's called, right? Yeah, yeah. Concrete Jungle is the one that basically is Predator 2's based off Super of. Super sick. Uh, I mean, it's like, you know. It goes into the backstory of Dutch a little bit more, too, of what really happened with that. It's an late 80s, early 90s comic, but it's it's pretty well I'll done. I'll check it out. And I, I, I am going to continue with this new comic. I think it was pretty good so far. I'm going to stick with it. But do you guys think that the Predator franchise has run out of steam? Do you want to see more? Well, or you pre, think we good? Pre-Prey, I would have said yes. Yeah, now I'm like... I'm like, shelve it, fucking stop. Yeah. Uh, I think if they can... I don't know if this was lightning in a bottle or maybe like a, a new renaissance for it, but if... I, I am all for just put Predator everywhere. Put him in the West, put him in Rome, put him out East, like, you know, in Samurai Japan, wherever you want, put the Predator, drop him off and let's see what happens. I think the simpler the story, the better the Predator movie will be. Yes. You don't need to convolute it. Just make it about a hunter and his prey. Yeah. And you've got a good, you like you said, just change the setting, change the time period. Cool. Let's go. It's, it's simple. Just focus less on people's stupid personalities. Hollywood, do me this favor. Make a Predator movie that makes me believe that they are more than just a dude in machinery, advanced tech. Make me believe that they are the hunter you want me to believe. And then let me see when one actually survives at the end of a film. Even though it sucked, Requiem was the closest to that. The Predator won. I mean, it killed everybody in that town. The only way we stopped it was dropping a nuclear bomb on it. Right. And that's, again, that's why I give it the points that it got. Yeah. Even though it's a shit-ass <clears throat> film, it was a badass Predator. That's true. So, gentlemen, anything else on this franchise before we can go get something to eat? Nope. Maybe Jimmy John's. No. Fuck Jimmy John's. Yeah, Jimmy 12-inch tuna, please. Oh, okay. He's a monster. He is. He sucks. Yeah. Does he? He does. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit. He's a big game hunter and stuff like that. Oh, get the fuck out of yeah, here. And really that is. was the connection why I kept saying Jimmy John's. Oh, I, I no, thought you was, just... You just thought no, of that. No, it was absolutely why. Uh -oh. I used to boycott Jimmy John's for that fucking practice. Oh, yeah. But then yeah. the sandwiches got to me in eight minutes, and I was like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the last time I had Jimmy John's, uh, be just because I... Don't know, because I like Jersey Mike's better. Now you're going to tell me that guy's yeah, a dick, yeah. too. Oh, boy. But, we, uh, let, no, this is not sandwich talk. But Mon I'm gonna Montana Mike, Jersey Mike. Which Mike is up at the table <laughs> I feel today? like we've said everything but we need to about the Predator. I'll say my long not eating of Jimmy John's is a boycott now. Retroactive boycott. Okay. No more. There we go. Well, listeners, have you seen Predator 1 through 7? Or have you had a sandwich recently? Yeah. What are your thoughts on Jersey Mike? <laughs> Do you miss the subway ticketing system where you get a free sub and stickers? God, th those are like all gone. You could yeah. there are no more punch cards. Oh, I miss those things. Yeah. Anyways, we have a social media. We've got a Twitter, a Facebook, and Instagram, thegravetalk.com, where if you want to find our episodes and what we're up to. Uh, we are going to do Return of the Living Dead next. Thank Honestly. you for being fluid with us, listeners. Um, Garrett did, did that post, so you knew it was coming. Yeah. Do you have any cold open ideas and any movie recommendations you want us to do that isn't Bone Tomahawk? Yeah, keep it We to know yourself. about that one already. <laughs> Look, we get it. We're going to do it. Anyways, do hit you us have up. A, a handful of cash you want to give us? Yeah. Hit we'll us also up. Also, take cash. Or check. A lot of our movies come from listeners like you, so. <laughs> we appreciate <laughs> we'll you. We'll send you a fucking tote bag. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for Return of the Living Dead. <laughs>